Episode 422 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you. Once again, I'm Glenn along with Josh Langford. Finally here. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we already have a title for the podcast. I don't know if this is going to fit on the, on the file name or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, Josh has uh, requested that we make the title Episode 422, Piece of Shit Skype Update Broke Everything and Stop Responding and the Task Won't End Best Title Ever. Yes. <laughs> Skype updates. Ah, they're wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lovely. Microsoft, for making it even worse. Uh, so apologies for the late show. I uh, had a, uh, a a death of someone pretty close, and uh, we had the funeral and everything the last few days. So had to delay, uh, but everything's all set, and we're ready to record. Man, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, a couple of new releases, but a ton of news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, Josh's review of the best of the Ed Sullivan show on DVD, my review of Wolfenstein The Old Blood for PS4, and uh, Josh's review of Lega, what is it, Ninjago, Shadow of Ronin yes. Yes. for the Vita. Uh, emails, and we'll give you an E3 update. We actually have a little bit of an update today. We have appointments. Shudder. Hmm. <laughs> All right. First up. New releases. Yes. For the PlayStation 4 only, nothing else coming out. Indeed. As the PS3's life cycle starts to wind down a little bit quicker. And and it'll just be nothing but RPGs for the next year and a half. Mm, no, that's the Vita. Well, that too, but I think the, <laughs> the PS3 is going to get that as well. Um, so for the PS4, we have Project Cars finally hitting at fifty nine ninety nine. And then we have Final Fantasy ten slash ten two HD remaster limited edition forty nine ninety nine and that is cross save with the PS3 and Vita versions. That's shocking. That's freaking awesome. That is, that's pretty great. That's, that's, that's pretty great. That's, that's actually been a fantastic. Long time since that came out on the PS3, hasn't it? Uh, we saw that last at year Comic Con in twenty twelve, didn't we? No, but I think twenty thirteen. I don't know. I think it just came out last year. Okay. I think it just hit. Hmm. I can find out by looking at the reviews. I'm almost positive <laughs> it did. Why would you do that? Uh, let's see. Control F. Final. Whoops. Final. Oh, no. Wasn't 2014. Wow. Maybe well, it was I didn't do Comic-Con last year, so that it was 2013 when we saw it on PS3. No, but I'm looking. I just went oh. into um, all the reviews. Final. I, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell? <laughs> Was what, it 2015? No, we do. I remember Keith did it, and I had to edit the whole thing. Okay. That was one of those. That was one of those. One of those reviews. Uh, no, it was February 2nd, 2015 is when he brought shit. the review out. Yeah, see, I knew it was recent. Oh, that um, ain't too bad then. Well, but the release date was March 18th, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's just one that we never had for review. I don't think they ever yeah. sent it to us. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wanted to review it. And that was actually one of our Golden Minecart Award winners for the best role-playing game on the Vita Ooh. for 2014. Those golden minecarts really kind of 
control what I play with the community, you know. I've been playing a lot of Destiny this week. Hmm. Because it was, you know, PS Nation 2014 game of the year. <sighs> PS Nation 2014, just about everything. Yeah, pretty much. Destiny was winning. Wait a second. Let me look that one up. Destiny was winning and winning and winning. It won four categories, I think. Uh, if I remember right. I believe it. Did. I'm still oh, working on getting uh, the community manager, Deej, back on the podcast to talk about uh, the new DLC hitting soon. So we'll see what happens. Dave's been compiling questions for us already. Uh, Okay, so it was a 2014 review, Destin. Oh, just, just find. <laughs> October 7th, the review went up. And it won, wow. Yeah, Golden Minecart Award winner. Best newcomer, new IP, PS3, disc-based. Best multiplayer, PS3. Best multiplayer, PS4. Game of the year, PS4. Yeah. Wow, you people are nuts. Uh, if, when you see people that have at least one character at 32, which is the, the limit right now, the, the level cap, they have two other characters because they're running all three characters, and those other characters are between 28 and 31. Yeah, it's insane. Because, yeah. well, I, I mean, I'll talk about it when we do what we're playing, but um, yeah, I've been doing, I'm really close to 32, so I've been playing a lot the last few days, just because I kind of want to hit it now because it's so close, but not really. I'll just shoot up and I'll let you know what, what Chasing the Dragon's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that game. <clears throat> all right. News. A lot of it. Holy balls. So, first up. Powers. Powers, which yeah. I really enjoyed, and that ending was wow. Which I still haven't seen a single episode. So, Powers has wow, been renewed dude. for a second season. When do I have the time to sit down and watch this? Exactly. After all that trouble I went through. <laughs> when do I have the time to sit down and watch all it? All that trouble I went through. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first ten or the first season was ten episodes. Um, I mean, it, it wavered a little bit here and there, but they actually answered some questions at the very end. Uh, it was a very good uh, finale for the season, and I, I did really enjoy it. I mean, it, like I said, it still kind of showed. Kind of a lower budget from time to time, but it didn't really take you away from the whole uh, the story. Uh, but they did a nice job with the finale, and now it's been confirmed by Mr. John Kohler, Vice President of Platforms Marketing at SCEA, that they are uh, they have already greenlit a second season. And he says, the reception to Powers has been incredible, and we are thrilled to have successfully launched a platform for original content with the PlayStation Gamer in mind. Uh, we believe original content will continue to be a key pillar. And no, this is great. As we broaden the value proposition for PlayStation Plus, and we're excited for what's to come with Season 2 of Powers. Uh, no word on Season 4 of The Tester, though. I'm, I'm not laughing about that. I'm, I'm laughing because it just dawned on me. Remember Microsoft's reveal of the Xbox One? Yes. And... The studio they were setting up oh, with yeah. the former head of CBS oh, yeah. and all this content they were making and then how that all just got shit canned. Well, but and the Halo series still is no, coming, but every- still is coming. Yeah. Just but my point is they pushed and pushed and pushed, made a big deal, spent a lot of time oh, yeah. with the woman from CBS and how this was a big new thing and how it was going to revolutionize consoles and 
they were going to have their whole their own studio basically making all kinds of original content for the Xbox One. Power's first season has come and gone already on the PS4, <laughs> and the entire thing has been shut down on the Xbox, except for the Halo series that yeah. they say is still coming at some point. Yeah, it just it the just the thought of all that just made me laugh. Like Sony beat them to the punch again. Yep, <laughs> which just which is I, funny I find humor in that. Microsoft's like. You know, half of their strategy is is TV, you know, and, and video content, I, and all this money they put into it. And I mean, but it, it kind of it kind of mirrors what was happening on the Xbox 360 with games. I mean, look at the great studios they shut down, or they ruined like Rare. Mm. You know, they shut down uh, Rainbow Studios, they shut down uh, FASA. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And now, like you said, and I don't think she, is she even with Microsoft anywhere. I think she left. No, I think she I was dumped she... as with the whole yeah. culling of the entire department. <clears throat> so, they shuttered the whole department. Um, and the funny thing is, they were Sony and Microsoft both were kind of on the cutting edge of that because now you see like Netflix and Hulu and, and all these other streaming services doing their own content. And back then, you, there really hadn't occurred yet. Yeah. So it is um, kind of funny that they were they were forward. Uh, thinking enough to do this kind of thing, but like you said, Powers has come and gone already, and <laughs> Microsoft hasn't even got the Halo thing out, and every indication is that the Halo show is awful. Well, they shut down their whole division yeah. and just said, well, I mean, yeah, that's gone, but Halo's still coming, so don't worry. And you can still plug your cable box um, into it. I mean, look at all well, the video content. But that reminded me, there. there's a rumor floating around, a pretty strong rumor, that they're adding DVR functionality in a firmware update sometime this year. On that tiny hard drive. To the Xbox One. Yeah. Well, but you can plug in another hard drive that. to but, the back, which is not a big deal. Well, yes and no, because they're, the TV uh, studios and, the, and the, um, the networks and everything else might have a problem with you being able to have DVR content on an external drive. Now, the TiVo allows well, eSATA right now. But that's fine, because what you do is you have all your games on the external drive, which is what I have. Yeah. And then you just use the empty internal drive for your DVR. I just... But I already have a DVR. That's what I... I don't yeah. think they... You have a TiVo. No, 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 no. But, like, every cable company is giving you a, DV, a, a DVR almost for free now. No, not for free. No, well, they're charging you for it. is. My parents Time don't Warner, pay that's any not every cable CVR. company. That's not Fios. Fios is charging for it. But it's just, it's just, it's another. I mean, I had the same argument about about the Xbox One's capabilities back then. Like, why do I need to watch my cable through the Xbox One? You know, it just it didn't make any sense to me. And even funnier, I have an Xbox One in my house. I don't have cable TV at my house, so it's it's all pointless. And honestly, I do think that we're going to see an Xbox One Slim at E3 this year. And I thoroughly contend that it will not have that cable stuff in it at all. It probably won't. Yep. I mean, the the nice thing about having it run, having the cable run through the Xbox One is you just hit the Xbox button or the PlayStation button on the PS4. You just hit the button and you can jump between TV and game. Just one button and you're there, like instantaneously. You can jump right into a game, play the game for a little bit jump back when the commercials are over on TV, jump right, you know, just very, very simple, not having to switch inputs and do all this other crap, which is a big undertaking for me with the, the way the, um, 
uh, one remote is set up, you know, you hit the button and it doesn't just switch inputs. It has to shut down the Xbox, switch over the input, turn on the cable box, do a whole thing. Well, but that's which, you. And that's, that's the same exact yeah. argument that you just gave me about having the TiVo. That's yeah. you. A lot of people don't have that. No, they have like five remotes laying around and they have to play with all the different remotes to switch between the two things. I, 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 you either have one or the other. I don't have that problem. I just, That's because you don't have cable. I have cable at my parents' house right now where I'm at because I had to be down here for the funeral. And I don't, I, I, switch, I, I don't just go play a game for three minutes. If I'm going to do that, I'll play on my Vita. If I'm going to turn on my PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4, I'm going to play a game for a while. I'm not switching back and forth just between stupid commercials. That's you can't get into the game if you're doing that. Depends on the game you're playing. That's why I have my Vita for. Not everybody has a Vita. Not everybody. Is, yeah, well, that's true. Not everybody is Amazon rich like you, Chief. Amazon. I bought all those with my own money. <laughs> Even the uber expensive one that we can capture from, which I haven't used lately because we haven't really. There hasn't been much going on on the Vita early, so... Kind of well, there's a lot going on on the Vita, but it's all crazy Japanese titles that well, you no, don't play. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's not worth capturing the stuff if the game's out that day. I mean, it, yeah. or I do it from the PlayStation TV, if it actually works on the PlayStation TV. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. <sighs> so, anyway, back to Powers. Uh, don't forget Powers is free... For any PlayStation Plus member in the U.S. Unfortunately, it still hasn't made it to Canada or Europe for some stupid reason. I, I just don't understand that. I, I don't get it. And I feel bad for everybody that hasn't been able to see it. Ah, uh, there's ways. <laughs> there are ways, yes. Actually, uh, it's, it sounds like they've been really co- like coming down on a lot of that. I mean, there's an extra step you got to do to record that stuff. But, yeah, there's ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber and the show is actually put out by Sony, by the platform that you're on, and that's supposed to be one of the things that you have as a benefit of having Plus, I'd be pissed off. I'd be pissed off that only one region is able to watch. Not even a region, one country. Because Stoffinator can't watch it in Canada, and we know a lot of people can't watch it in Europe. Well, Europe... Europe's weird. Europe's got a whole thing going on where... And they're going to have to, like, subtitle it for every single country over there, I think, or they can't release it. You know, it's one of those things. Well, they have to subtitle it for Canada. They have to put a lot of A's and... and, uh, (laughs) Whenever they mention the word power, it's maple syrup. Yeah, they have to put Timbits and stuff like that in there. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, Otherwise, the Canadians will just be lost when they're watching it. (laughs) What is this? I'm just going to watch Trailer Park Boys. Um, no, you know what? Maybe they have to subtitle it in French in Canada. Yeah. They might. Quebec. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that that's what's holding it up, but that's probably an issue that they do have to deal with and they're looking at. But you would think they would handle that right during production. Like they do for TV shows and everything else. That's a lot of work that they don't want to put into it. They didn't even know if this thing was going to do well. It's localization services. Uh, Have you ever watched the credits of an actual Sony first part first party game lately? Yeah, it's like twenty and minutes. You know how much money that costs? That costs money. Well, but they have it all in house. That's and Powers was a gamble. You know, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah but it still costs money. 
It doesn't matter that it's in-house. It's not really a gift. They write it off. Well, you don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> Maybe they just put an intern on it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, I, w- I would really be upset, too, because, you know, you have people talking about it on Twitter and everything else, and you're not able to watch it, even though I think there, there's a very high level of expectation that they would have been able to watch that right away. And even Brian Michael Bendis is on – is that his name? Brian Michael Bendis? Something like that. Um, is on Twitter like, oh, I don't know why it's not in Europe. I don't know why it's not in Canada. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. But nobody has the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Speaking of Europe, uh, Gamescom, Mm -hmm. Sony will not be having a press conference. Oh, good. Then I don't have to try to take a trip over there. Oh, the horror. (laughs) Uh, They'll still have a presence there. No, they'll have a presence there. It's not like they're skipping Gamescom. They're just not doing the big press conference because it doesn't make sense to do a press conference. Uh, E3 is on June 16th, which is a week later than usual this year. Gamescom is starting August 6th. So that's only about seven weeks between the two. Right. And seven weeks is not enough when they're trying to pimp out huge things and, and show off the, the new hotness and really wow people with trailers for all new games. And this is what we didn't show you at E3 and look at all this cool stuff. And uh, for a big company with all those games and all those moving parts, that's not enough time. So, uh, the other thing is Tokyo game show is in early September. Uh, so they're trying to space things out and they're going to hold it until, uh, October 27th, which is Paris games week. And that's going to be their big, uh, well, you know what that means press conference. That'll be the next game from, uh, um, heavy rain. Could uh, be. Yeah. Whatchamacallit. Beyond two souls. The hell's that studio named? (laughs) God. Uh, (laughs) You've got my brain frozen. Yeah. Well, anyway. Hang on. But that would make total sense because they're probably the biggest presence in France for Sony. Yeah. Oh, why did I just do that? Why can't it was I think right of the there name? in front of me. It was right in front of me. Where is it? God darn it. Beyond Two Souls, Quantic Dream. Yes, Quantic Dream. Yes. So I, would, I would expect to see something from Quantic Dream there. There, I've said it. I have, I have uh, predicted it, and that means it shall be done. Oh, please. Like we didn't all know that was going to happen. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crazy. You're too busy being a dad. They write it off. Yeah, write it off. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off like a light switch. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, something that I've, I've been kind of teasing a little bit the last few weeks. We can finally let the cat out of the bag. Uh, the next table for Zen Pinball 2 is based on a very, very popular series. That Not being, that popular. Uh, yeah, the guy that <laughs> talks about how great the writing is every epic so week. One of the weeks. best games ever created, yes. Yeah, uh, from Portal is coming to Zen Pinball 2. Uh, it actually incorporates uh, themes and, and everything from both games. Yeah. And it's a very fun table. I actually live-streamed it uh, the other day when the, when the announcement came out. Uh, live streamed it. You can see that up on our, our YouTube ch- uh, channel. I, I actually put the uh, replay up there. And it's cool because I actually cracked my high score. My high score at the time was like 58 million, and I believe I got up to 91 million. So I was pretty happy about that one. But very fun table, but uh, multi layered uh, missions, and there's a sub table underneath. 
And but it, it all incorporates everything from from the pinball universe or from the portal universe and the pinball universe. Um, but no, it, it's a really fun table and, and it's a very it's it's a lot of fan service for portal fans. I will say that. So and that comes out, I believe, May twenty fifth. Yeah, May twenty fifth, coming out on Zen Pinball two and that Pinball FX two thing. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I think people will really like it. Even if you're not a Portal fan, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's it's uh, you really have to think with some of the uh, with some of the missions this time, hmm. and, and it's not just crazy, you know, keep hitting the flippers type of uh, gameplay. It's kind of Yay. a cerebral one. <laughs> oh, I love that game. Hell yeah! Portal Two is fantastic. All right. Uh, well, you do the next one because. Oh no! Wait, no. Well, I don't yeah. Know. Be- well, why don't yeah, you just because I the, didn't even read it. Why don't you just do the last one right. and I'll skip to this one. So, Dead Island Two has been delayed. Delayed. I don't care. I delays don't bother me at all. I no. mean, we've gone over this. I get the game right. Don't rush out a game and just to hit your date and get your financials in order and. It's a shitty game that needs a thousand patches, you right. know, just make sure the game is done, done right. And bring it out. Then I don't care if it's delayed. There's plenty of other stuff to play. Oh yeah. I, I think a lot of people kind of expected it to be delayed anyway. Yeah. Um, just because I think that team pretty much delays every game they work on. So, yeah. By the way, you just got called out on Hatsune Miku arcade by Andy. How? Why? What? Well, he just emailed the group. That's one D three and said, uh, "Also, I got to show up, Josh, at the Miku game." Oh, he could do that real easy. I suck at it. <laughs> the arcade one, yeah, he'll yeah. beat me. He could beat me with his eyes closed. I fucking suck at it. <laughs> well, no, you got the upper hand. He wears glasses. Just take his glasses off while he's playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. just to let people know, Dead Island Two has been delayed until twenty sixteen. Yes. Uh, Everything they wanted to put into it, uh, they said they couldn't get it done by now. Right. <laughs> Spring 2015. Wait, it's supposed to come out uh, next week? Shit. Yeah. So they're going to just say 2016 for now. No yeah. idea when, which is good. Don't even don't even put a date on it. Don't say spring 2016, fall 2016. Just 2016. Yeah. And, and I'm fine work with on it. Work your ass off. And when it's ready, bring it out. Exactly. That's all I want. It seems to help most games. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a, a select few that, that it really hasn't helped because they, they should have waited even longer. But mm. then the marketing people said, whoa, 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 you're going to release this. Well, and then, the, well, there's some that went too long. And by the time they came out, it was just, it didn't. Or, it, or there's The Last Guardian, which <laughs> still hasn't well, that's come the thing. <laughs> I mean, but see, that's going to be one of those things, you know. When it comes out, it'll sell well, Yeah, but there's no way it's going to make back all the money no. that they cost in development. No. There's a couple games that have been like that, you know, that when they come out, they're good games, but they've been in development for so long that there's just no way to recoup those costs. Well, I think at this point, they're going to make The Last Guardian, like that signature game for the PS4, that one that they're going to be able to put up for years to signify and, and show off the PS4. And I think... They're, that's why they're willing to just keep working better. on the project and, and lose money on it. What's that? They better. 
or it's just going to come out and be like yeah. uh, Sorcery, which was a fantastic game, but nobody bought it because it came out so late and everybody had already seen all the crappy move games and said, Meh. Yeah. But it's yeah. a fantastic game. Yeah, I agree. I think Medieval Move was even a great game, even though it was on Rails, but I really enjoyed that one too. But Sorcery was, man, that game was special. Yeah. It really is. I mean, if if you have access to a move controller and you can find that game probably under ten bucks, yeah, I would buy it in a heartbeat. It's yeah. really, really good. It's it's fantastic. And you know what else is going to be fantastic? I hope. I really hope. <laughs> I hope. I, uh, Rocksteady and Warner Brothers have now released the details on, of course, their season pass for Bar- uh, Batman: Arkham Knight. Um, because everybody does a season pass now, no matter what. Uh, coming out on June 23rd, which is about six months after the initial game's release. They're going to be, or I, wait, wait, uh, continue telling stories and delivering more content to explore in this. Oh, in six months following the game's release. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's what the season pass is going to be. So they're going to have uh, Batgirl in this, which, uh, looks, she looks pretty badass in this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the design. And this is a all-new prequel story expansion in an entirely new location where you play as Batgirl for the very first time in the Arkham series. Uh, that's cool. That, that's really cool. It's, well, I don't, should I spoil it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it, it ties in with the, with the trilogy. So this is going to be really interesting because, uh, yeah, if you don't know the comics, there's a, a really big twist. Uh, and then they're going to do the Season of Infamy, which, what it's called. Play as Batman in all new story missions featuring legendary supervillains invading Gotham City with new story arcs, missions, and gameplay features. Gotham City Stories, uh, where you play as Batman's key allies. This is what we were talking about last week. They're going to do some of this stuff uh, in narrative missions, extending their storylines. So you're going to have like Robin Nightwing, etc., etc. Uh, legendary Batmobiles with themed tracks. So one thing I talked about after GDC last year is they're going to have these Riddler uh, events. And what these Riddler events are uh, are races with the Batmobile, but there's traps set everywhere. And so it's kind of a puzzle race to a certain yeah, extent. I, I did this already in Sly Cooper with Murray in the van. Well, and I'll be honest. <laughs> it's the one thing that really bothered me when I was that's watching just, the demo. That's all I think of when I, see, when I hear that. I'm like, yeah. this is just like every one of those platformer open world type games or whatever platformer type games where they throw in like the odd race somewhere that, you know, kind of fits into the game, but it just feels tacked on and doesn't feel right. And doesn't even seem like it should be part of the game. And I uh, I think, I I think the reasoning behind it is because this is the first time the Batmobile is drivable. Well, yeah. And I I think they're trying to give you, more options for actually driving the Batmobile around. Thing is, for me, I'm great just driving it around Gotham, you know? Uh, but the cool thing about this one is they're going to have a ton of the different Batmobiles from all 75 years. So they're probably going to have the one from the animated series. They're probably going to have the one from the 66 TV series. You know, they're going to have the one from the Michael Keaton movie. Hopefully they don't have anything from the Joel Schumacher movies because those mm. neon abortions were just awful. Um, but they're going to have a bunch of different Batmobiles, which is really cool. They haven't told us exactly which ones yet, but every Batmobile that they have in the game will be drivable on every track. So that's kind of cool. Uh, more crime fighter challenge maps like they've had in the past, the challenge rooms 
and uh, different character skins as well, you know, obviously. So, uh, do they say how much it's going to be? Eh, they don't say how much it's going to be, I don't think. It'll probably be 25 or 50 bucks. 60 bucks. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I just hope they're not getting things diluted too much. I don't think they will. I, I mean, in, in Rocksteady, I trust. Rocksteady has done great so far, and, and you know, I'll, I'll have faith in them, uh, especially seeing this game uh, a couple of different times now. It's, it's a Batman fan's dream what they're doing with it. So I'll have faith until they give me a reason not to have faith. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. But yeah, I'll, uh, I, I'm, I'm deeply, deeply excited for this. Yeah. All right. So now this last thing, uh, I got an email on it, so that's why I threw it in there. Uh, the entertainment software association has done some research okay. and they have published a PDF. We have a link to it which is the 2015 essential facts report uh, about what is it called about the computer and video game industry, the sales demographic and usage data. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. The highlights, <laughs> No, no, read the, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest highlights and, and the ones that they really highlight in the email, which caught my eye and made me throw this in here right now. Half the U S population Almost half, about 150 million Americans play video games, and 42% of them mm-hmm. play them at least three hours a week. <laughs> That's all? That's, it's crazy that nearly half of the population of the United States plays video games now. Yeah. Um, but are they counting people playing games on phones and tablets and stuff? Uh, well, I haven't read the whole report, so I couldn't oh, tell you that. Okay. They probably do because it's still a video game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, tablets probably account for a lot of that. Uh, I'd like to see if they break down. I'm sure they do. Uh, where the consoles are, where the PCs are, where the mobile is. Um the other thing that I thought was really cool, nearly 50% of women play video games, females, mm-hmm. you know, but at any age. So nearly 50% of females play video games. And there are two times as many adult female gamers, 33%, as there are young male players, 15%. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, and more than 60% of parents feel video games are a positive part of their child's life. So it's all, all of us that have, that have grown up with video games that are now saying, Hey, yeah, it's good for me. Let my kids play it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have a lot of friends that their kids play. Yeah. So we're there, we're getting that crossover now and it's just going to be become more, and more and more because those kids have all grown up with iPads and iPhones and, and just a million games at their fingertips. Yeah. They're all going to be like, yeah, kids, let's all play games. You know, it's, I mean, you still have, at least in my generation, you still have that split where the groups of us that had Ataris and things like that and stayed with games for our entire lives. And the ones that maybe had the Atari or the Intellivision, and then never played another game in their life, you know? Yeah. They just kind of grew out of it. Um, 
so yeah, it's I some of those numbers are pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah, definitely. Um but the whole giant PDF is there. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the link will be through. in the show notes on the website and in the forums. Uh yeah, it's pretty cool. Four out of five U.S. House households own a device used to play video games. Well, but again, I think that's... That counts tablets, yeah. Yeah, but not even that. Like, uh, your Amazon Fire Stick, your Amazon... Uh, what's the other one that they have? Uh, like, the, the, the Fire device, Apple TV, yeah. uh, the the new Google... Uh, I don't know what they call it now, but there's a new Google device that, that's, like, the bigger one with the, with the hard drive or the memory in it and everything. That plays games. You know, you've got... Ooh, yeah, which is up for sale, by the way. Uh, because nobody bought it. Uh, the average thing. game player is 35 years old. I saw that number the other day. It made me laugh. The most frequent female game player is on average 43 years old. Yeah. And the average male is 35. I need to meet some of these women. Mm-hmm. The average number of years gamers have been playing video games, 13. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more than that. Yeah, I think mine's like 37, 38. Uh, no, maybe like 35, 36. Uh, mine yeah, five, is... So. 37 for me. Well, probably 38 because I was playing arcade games before the, arcade, uh, before the Atari came out. Uh, uh, 80 for you. Probably closer to 40. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's only so long that games were even out, so... Yeah. What yeah, year was, the, so, first, yeah, what year was so. the first game you played? Oh, God. I did play Star Castle. I know I played a Pong machine, because we had one at a bar out here. So what was that, like 70? 70. Well, I'm, I was born in 72. Yeah, I know. So I would say probably the earliest I played a game would be... 75, 76? Yeah. Probably. So that's, I'm, I'm pretty much right on with what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost 40. <laughs> God, uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, well, I wanted to bring this up really quick. Oculus actually uh, nailed down a quarter that the Oculus Rift is going to come out to retail. Oh, my God. So they're saying first quarter of 2016. So that means we're going to see Project Morpheus in first quarter of 2016. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty soon around that time. So expect, I would say actually expect an announcement. I I don't think we'll hear a date at E3. I think we'll hear a date at that France thing. Hmm. That makes either that or TGS. Wait, I just got to the family part of the games, parents and games. Uh-huh. I think a lot of these parents lied. <laughs> Probably. I don't want to be looked at as like a terrible parent that lets their kid just play games all the time. Exactly. 91% of parents whose children play games are present when games are purchased or rented. Yeah. 90% require their children to get permission before buying or renting a game. Yeah. 94% of parents always or sometimes pay attention to the video games their child's their child plays. So it's that other 6% that are screaming and yelling about Grand Theft Auto and stuff. Probably. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just need something to complain about. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. It's it's good. It's there's a lot of really good numbers in here. Really interesting. A lot of fancy charts and graphs and stuff. A lot yeah, of they eye use candy. Lot of colors too. Well, nice picture. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's all shades of blue, but uh, and gray. <laughs> I think I saw but, an orange in there somewhere. No. But um, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty good information. So yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? What we're playing and watching. I guess you should start. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, I got my press pass for Comic-Con. Already? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I actually was thinking about coming out this year, but I've, the last two or three weeks, I've really been like kind of pondering the indie scene a lot more because I, I still think that the one thing that, that the indie scene really has a problem with is getting the word out. And, you know, we try to do it with some games, but I don't go to a lot of the events. Neither do you. Nobody really from our team goes to a lot of these smaller events. And even though I hate it with a passion, uh, I'm considering going to PAX Prime again this year simply to only cover the Indie Mega Booth. Like, I have it in my in my head now that I want to go to each individual booth at the Indie Mega Booth and hit every single game even if it's not uh, like announced for console, because a lot of those have made it to console, and just kind of talk to the devs and get to know the game and report on all those. So that I don't know if I'm going to do it because I'm I'm still planning on going to QuakeCon at the end of July for the first time ever because I'm a Quake whore, I'm an id whore, and I've always wanted to go to QuakeCon and I've already got my badge for it. I would love to go to PAX at some point, but it, you know. With you, you should almost just go to the one in Boston, which I hear is better anyway. Because the which is always the same week as extra no, it wasn't this year. Uh, MGC. It wasn't this year. Yeah, well, I I'm not. A baby I'm not year. giving you crap for not going because I mean you had the baby on the way and everything. But uh-huh. um, I keep hearing you know go to Boston because the venue's way better. It doesn't get as packed. And the problem with Seattle is, I mean, it's just like it's all these floors and there's like there's the, like I think it's the sixth floor. Nobody even knows it's up there. But that's the thing. I've never been to Seattle. I have friends that live there, and I've been to Boston a bunch of times. Yeah, that's another reason. Like I'd want to see the big one in well, Seattle. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll both go to PAX. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's in August, the end of August. Usually the end of August. Yeah, um, I haven't really. Comic Con is October eighth to eleventh. Um, of what? Of 2015? No, what's what's the month? (laughs) I said October 8th to 11th. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Uh, Yeah, this year, PAX is August 28th to the 31st. So, to you... the four-day thing again? Thank God. uh, To you and to Emra and, and Keith, if they're going, anybody who's... who is planning on going for us... Apply right now because I literally applied yesterday and got approved today. <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh, it'll take up to a month to get approved, up to 20-some days to get approved. <laughs> but I, they just opened up the the thing for um, press 
uh, badges. So yeah. do it now and you'll get approved almost immediately. And then E3 says two weeks and they take two months. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the time to do it because I think the, the full tickets go on sale. Yeah, they said I'd hear back by June 5th. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I already heard. Um, the, uh, the tickets, I believe, go on sale to the general public this week or next week. So Jeez, they're going to get, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they're going to get very busy. Um. So it's best to do it now for us for press. Um, so I really don't want to, but maybe I'll just have to skip QuakeCon again this year if we do packs. I don't know. The problem with pack, I mean, the thing of QuakeCon is, I'm not taking a computer to sit down and play. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. I, I really, it's just always been a thing that I wanted to go to because I. I I play all the Ed games. I've been, you know, a, a Quake fan since it, its first inception, and Doom and Wolfenstein 3D before that. And I've just always been a fan. But the only thing that bothers me is that it's not really Id anymore. You know, John Carmack's not there anymore. And I mean, it's still Willits and all those guys. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I really want to go, but at the same time, I started thinking about it. Like, is it worth going? So I don't know yet. Mm. I'm considering it. Yeah, tickets for New York Comic Con will go on sale May 13th at noon Eastern. Uh, so next week, next, next Wednesday. Next week. Uh, yeah, and they sell out pretty quick. And as we said last year, it is a bigger event than San Diego Comic Con in terms of attendance. Yeah. So it is the biggest Comic Con in the world in terms of attendance. Jeez. Um, I'm going to see if I can get Mason to go on Sunday this year. Oh, boy. Because he's still free. Kids under five are free on the weekends uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So, I don't know. He saw the pictures and saw the crowd, and he was like, nah. (laughs) That's usually why I say, like, because I remember the crowds, and I remember all the people waiting in line eight hours for a freaking panel. and No, but you don't have to do that. That, I told you this I this know. past year but it was people wait in line to wait in line. <laughs> but last year was a bajillion times better. I was so happy with it. That's how I got into Lego Batman and Archer and all these other ones that I yeah. just that I wanted to get into. I got into all of them, no problem. See, I go to PAX and I don't worry about any panels. What what made it tougher this past year was the smaller panels were harder to get in, into because yeah. they had people lined up for them two hours before three hours, four hours beforehand yeah. um, because they really wanted to see them. And I've, I roll up like I've been doing the last couple of years. I roll up with like 20 minutes, half hour to spare. And the line is already cut off. They're like, Oh no, 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 no. There's like an overflow room back here that you can sit in and wait. And maybe you'll get in if you're lucky, (laughs) which I did for one. And I wasn't even close. I was like, Oh fuck this. (laughs) Yeah. So, the smaller ones are harder to get into, um, yeah. and the bigger one is now easier. <laughs> Oddly enough, it, the whole thing just kind of reversed on itself. And speaking of Comic Con, I don't know if you noticed or had heard, but we've talked before about the Venture Brothers only having season one up on Netflix. Yeah, Hulu now has all the all the seasons and the new episodes. Yeah, so I was uh, freaking out. I'm like, oh my god, I can finally watch them. One of our one of our uh, listeners tweeted that. Oh, really? Yeah, tweeted it to both of us, actually. Oh, I, I was on Hulu when I saw it. I'm like, oh, oh. 
Hulu now has full seasons of Adult Swim programs such as Venture Brothers and Sea Lab. Oh shit! Sea Lab is fantastic. Wow. Sea Lab is really awesome, actually. Wasn't well, it some of the same people? Uh, or was that Archer? That's Archer. I think so. What do you mean? I think there the, was some that made it. That, there were some people that worked on Sea Lab that work on Archer now. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be the Venture Brothers, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, Sea Lab was freaking fantastic. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't watch the whole show, but I liked what I saw. I've, I've got the it's three seasons. I think I've got the DVD sets upstairs. Of course, and and the DVD those those sets are awesome. Just the the way they're they're made, the artwork makes them look like they're all raggedy and worn and everything yeah. and old. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. Nice. Oh. That's awesome. Did you ever Great even get show. that Futurama box set on Amazon? Oh, C-Lab was four seasons. That's right. Uh, yes, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. the one you sent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yay. <laughs> Whenever it is. All right, what'd you play and watch this week? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lego Ninjago. Uh. Um I don't remember what else I played. I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, no, you remember know back in the day when you used to write this stuff down? I know. But uh, see, the thing is, I usually can just look at the trophies and see. Yeah. But the problem is, whichever one, uh, something was going on in my living room because my PS3 would not connect. Uh the the one day that I sat down and I started playing, it just wouldn't connect to the internet. It, I couldn't connect to anything. And I was like, ah, fuck it. And I just played. So I don't even remember what I played. Yeah. Because um, it's not, you know, nothing showed up. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I watched a bunch of the Ed Sullivan Show stuff. Nice. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Saw it too. Yeah. 3D IMAX. We now, did not do 3D because uh, we took Rock's mom and we didn't want to go through all the, the hassle. <sighs> it was, I mean, we saw it on the biggest screen in town and it was still good. I saw the Star Wars Episode 7 trailer in 3D IMAX. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it we don't have an IMAX awesome. up here. We have to drive an hour and a half to go see IMAX. So, what was your what were your trailers? Because I saw the uh, the trailers I saw, and then I heard uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman talking about, "Oh, did you see that Batman trailer?" And I'm like, Bat- <laughs> "I didn't get a Batman trailer." Yeah, it was funny that they had a Batman trailer at the end of a Mar- or before a Marvel movie, but yeah, uh, they had the same one that's been online. Uh, I'm still. It was Not the same one? It. Yeah, it was the same because one. Because they were talking about it as if it was something completely different, like no. a whole new one. It was the same one. Well, but I don't know. Because I saw, I didn't get to see that. I got to see a 10-minute preview, literally what? 10 minutes of the movie preview of Tomorrowland. They had a really long trailer for that as well, but it was uh, I don't think it was 10 minutes. But no, this was a really was a mo- long trailer. This wasn't a trailer. This was a whole section of the movie. Wow. 
the it thing I good. saw because Brad Bird, like it starts off, like the lights go down and blah, blah, blah. And ooh, 3D. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe we'll have to go down to IMAX this weekend. <laughs> and then, then you see Brad Bird sitting in a theater and he's like, hi, I'm Brad Bird, director of blah, 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 blah. And I'm doing Tomorrowland. And I'm really excited to show you this special preview of Tomorrowland. And it, it was like a full 10 minutes of the movie. It was crazy. Even with Clooney, it looks really good because I'm not a big fan of Clooney. I'm a fan of Clooney. I'm fine with him, but I'm. I think it was all the when they started remaking the Ocean's Eleven movies and all that shit. I started getting a little well, disassociated with Clooney. But I didn't watch those. I didn't bother. Uh, well, I mean, Christ, they're on all the time. Um, but I, this this ten minute preview, it actually, I don't. It it's actually made me a little bit ambivalent about the whole thing. Um, yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. But it was very violent and. Not at all what I was expecting. Like I, I didn't know what I was expecting from sure, this from sure. this movie. I, I didn't really have any expectations. But like it started off, and I was like, "Ooh, this could be really cool." And then it got unbelievably violent. And I was like, "Wow!" You mean isn't the thing this in like his house? A, everything that happened in his house. Yes, yeah, that was pretty crazy. And but then you find out that they're well, yeah. But, I mean, but still, it, it was just. I was like, holy shit. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. The trailer we watched, and, there, and a lot of that was in there, but we didn't have Brad Bird introducing it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff that was in the trailer actually made me more interested in the movie because I was very ambivalent about it until I saw this last trailer. Mm. And now I want to see the movie. And it comes out in like three weeks or two weeks. Well, the funny thing is, like around me, people started getting restless. Oh. And they were there uh, to see the Avengers, not this yeah. crap. People, I, I guess they just didn't even pay attention to what Brad Bird said because they were like, what is this? What happened to the movie? What's going And this kid next to me was like, is this the movie? What's going on? I don't know, George Who Clooney are was these Avenger? people? Yeah, he was completely confused. And everybody seemed to be just tuned out. Like a lot of people in the audience. You could hear the grumbling around the, around the, the theater as this thing went on and on and on. Um so I was actually surprised at how long it was. I was like, wow, that was, and I forgot That's all about crazy. it when I was on Twitter. Yeah. It, it was, it was like a seriously long pre- preview. I mean, it was the movie. They didn't, you know, there were no cuts or anything. It was like, here's a chunk of the movie. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. Um, we had, well, Batman versus Superman was the last one. We and uh, what do we have? We had Ant Man, which it's funny. I was really excited for Ant Man. The trailer. <laughs> we did not get Ant Man. It didn't do a lot for me, but I'll still see it. Is that a new trailer? Because I yeah, like the yeah, one that was, I saw. No, it was uh, the original was, one that I saw. It was showing a lot of uh, a lot of whatever the uh, the bad guy is. I I don't know what the character is, but oh um <clears throat> oh fuck. He looks Yellow like a bug jacket. and he's got all these other little tendrils. Yellow jacket, I think. Sure. If that's um, right. It, I mean, it looks like they're they're leaning a little bit more comedy, but not like a comedy, not like what Seth Rogen tried to do with the Green Hornet and failed miserably. Um, but obviously you've got, I mean, you've got some great actors in this show, in this movie. So I, it, I'll give it a chance. I, I'll definitely watch it. It just, it, the trailer didn't do a lot for me. Uh, we had that. We had uh, Fantastic Four, which was a new trailer. Yeah. Looks a little bit better than I thought it was going to be, but it still looks like it's going to be a train wreck. Crap. 
Yeah, and I was never a fan of the comics, so I'm, I don't have any expectations. But it it looks better than the other two movies, you know. But I hate the fact that they're forcing this whole thing upon us um, with Kate Mara's Invisible Woman, and then all of a sudden, I think she's adopted or something. And I mean, but it's just all this forced crap again. Um, I have no problem with a black guy playing whatever, but it, it just the way that they're doing it is just. I, I think it's forced, and I think it's unnecessary. Um, it looked all right, though. Um, and then it was funny, because as soon as the uh, the letters started coming up on the screen, I let out this huge groan, and, and Rock's like, what? Pixels. With Adam Sandler and Kevin Hart, and... Oh, we didn't see that at all. Uh, well, I mean, it's not, it's the same exact trailer that's been on YouTube for a while, but for those that don't know, um, this this animator did a short a while back on, on YouTube and it was kind of like all these video game uh, villains invaded New York City and they were, they were touching all the buildings and, and pixelating everything. So Adam Sandler bought the rights terrible. to it. Huh? It looked terrible. Well, I the thought. original thing looked cool. I mean, it was a neat idea. Uh, but then Adam Sandler buys the rights to it and it's the whole thing where they sent a satellite up into space with all of our pop culture in it. And these aliens come down and attack the the Earth, but they come down as like the uh, the ships from Space Invaders, and then yeah, Pac-Man, I saw that in Futurama. Pac Man's running wild, yeah, exactly. Pac Man's running wild on the streets, so then they get four Mini Coopers all colored like the ghosts in the game, and uh, like oh, Peter clever. Dinklage is in it, and Kevin Hart and Adam mm. Sandler, and they're all chasing around. Then they uh, it's, it's it looks astastic. Mm. It it just looks awful. It, it looked awful when I saw it on YouTube, and it looks terrible on, even on a bigger screen. Um, Tomorrowland we saw. I mean, they had a ton of trailers before this one. Um, oh, Batman, Superman. Do you bleed? Um, trying to think if there's anything else. That might have been it. It was a lot of the big, oh, San Andreas, too. Didn't see that. Uh, movie. I mean, it, it's it's you know summer summer blockbuster with a an earthquake that rates about eighty point two on the Richter scale, uh, tears the entire Earth in half. I think I'm not sure. Well, I would have to. Uh, of course, he's got a daughter <clears throat> that's going to be in peril the entire time. Um, a lot of big budget crashes and the day after tomorrow hmm. type of stuff. I can't think of what the other ones were. There were there were a number of them. They were all obviously they were all the three D movies, whatever yeah. they were. That's maybe that's why you were seeing the ones you were and I saw. Well, the but ones also I they did. probably have to be IMAX movies. That's usually <clears> what it was when I go see IMAX movies. It's other movies that are coming out on IMAX. Um, crap! I wish I could remember what the other I ones were. Mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Tomorrowland in IMAX. Yeah, it would be really good in IMAX. Yeah, I, I think. think so. Um, Star and for, Wars. And for those that don't know, Brad Bird directed The Iron Giant, but he also directed The Incredibles and a couple yeah. of other great Pixar movies. So yeah. that's why I have faith in Tomorrowland because, I mean, Brad Bird's a very talented director. And well, thank yeah. God he's back at Pixar. So. And it is, it's Brad Bird. So, yeah, yeah. it's not like I'm not going to watch it. Um, exactly. Damn, I wish I could remember what the other ones were. I, I don't <laughs> even know. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I watched... Uh, it was late one night and I said, you know what? I just want to watch a movie. So yeah. I sat down and, um, I finally got to see, uh, interstellar. Oh. I loved it. I loved I, it until the, till the end. No, I, I kind of expected that to happen at no, the I end. Didn't, no, I knew the end was going to happen like that. I, I called it 
Well, it was kind of obvious. Ver- no, when, yeah, when she first mentioned the ghost, I'm like, oh, God, really? I did. In the theater, I actually said out loud, oh, come on. And it did. It happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. But like I said, it, it just feels to me like they wrote themselves into a corner and they had to go with the with the very they, highly theoretical no. ending. And uh, it just it bothered me. Uh, well, uh, there's an entire issue of Wired devoted to it. I and- know. And... and- and uh, um, what's his name? Um, oh, darn it. Uh, uh, the, the scientist that's on TV all the time. Who? That's Bill not Nye? Bill Nye. No, not, not <laughs> Bill Nye. The other guy. Uh, 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 oh, God. Can't think of his name right now. But okay. he, 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 I mean, it's not that I don't understand it. I understand it. I just think that it got too heady for its own good. And it could have ended in a few different ways that would have worked better. And to me, I mean, we were even talking about that to Janina. She and I totally agreed on it. It was too pretentious. It was pretentious to be pretentious. They d- it didn't need to be that. that pretentious. And it did because they were there like, well, we're going to be heady and we're just going to like take all the stops and do this and do this. They didn't need to end it that way. And it's, it, like I said, it feels to me like they wrote themselves into a corner and they didn't know how to get out. I I don't think they did because his brother had been working on it for more than a decade before he came in. I don't think they wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. I think it was I'm very not well that plotted I don't understand out. It. I just don't like it. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. I I don't know of anything else. I can't think of anything else that I. That I saw, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, Mason and I were sitting and watching. <clears throat> at some point, what did I want to show him? I wanted to show him how crayons were made. Okay. Um, because he was drawing something. The two of us were sitting there drawing, and I remembered. Uh, there was an issue wired a couple of months ago where they showed these unbelievable pictures of inside this factory where they were mm-hmm. making crayons, just fantastic pictures. And they had a little video of it. So I grabbed it. I was like, Oh, oh Mason, you have to see this. And I pulled it up and I showed him the pictures and everything showed him the video. And he wanted to watch the video like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And then I said, all right, wait, there has to be another one where they have like more. So I went on YouTube and I pulled up this video that was like five minutes long. Uh-huh. We watched that like four or five times. <laughs> and then <clears throat> and then he's like, what's this one? And we clicked on this and it was like how they make bowling balls. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and then how they make golf balls and how they make. And we were going through all these how it's made videos. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, in the middle of all those on the side popped up like Lego Ninjago. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Oh, that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how they, he's like, I want to see that. And I was like, okay. Mm, Cause he recognized it from the game because he, he had played it with me basically the, when I first got it, you know, sure. to review it, I was sitting there and he was watching the whole time and telling me go here and do this. And, um, so we watched an entire episode cause there was an entire episode on YouTube. Okay. So now I finally got to see a full episode of it. And I was like, you know, I should probably watch the rest of these because oh, <laughs> the game would make a lot more sense. It would be 
Or it would make less sense. No, it would make like a lot more sense. You think you totally have grasped everything, and all of a sudden, whoa! I didn't know they were going this way. Uh, but that was pretty pretty cool. It was funny that you know that that came up of all things, and that he picked it out of there, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to watch that." And I was like, "Dude, I just want to go to sleep." Uh-huh. I was like, "All right, let's just watch it." And I'm, I'm we're both laying there on the bed, and I'm holding the iPad up. And I'm drifting off. And at one point I dropped it and I was like, (laughs) I had to pick it back up. I'm like, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I was so out of it. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So without spoiling anything, Mm -hmm. just yes or no Avengers. I liked it. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was, uh, vision. I think his name is really, well, it seemed like they didn't do anything with him. Like, he was just kind of there to He's, talk philosophically and then... No, that, that's vision. And then that's, fight and then, like, kind of fight. But I was expecting more, like, as big of a deal as they were making about him, he really didn't do anything. Like, he he's, was just... Uh, he was no, there. it was huge. He was awesome and he set up for the next couple movies. That's well, the whole point of it. It's cool that he showed up, yeah, but I... I just expected them to do more with the character. He didn't really, I wasn't the only one that said that. Like we were all, we all walked over like, boy, they made a big deal about him, but he really didn't do anything until the end, you know, with that one thing. But even then, like it was just, eh. it did, it just, I, I expected more out of that as, as much as they were building it up. I was expecting more out of that character. Well, see, I don't see, this is why I don't, watch previews or or no, do no, no. anything like that to do with watching previews or read anything because no, well I, you're talking about how they were building him up no in the movie i didn't hear any build no, up i'm talking about in the movie when when how how ultron was talking about him and and how you know thor saw him in this in this vision blah 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 blah, blah. you know all the stuff that they, it has nothing to do with previews at all it has it has to do with what they were talking about in the movie and who was talking about him oh dude I'm not the only one that said this. No, who was talking about him, though? When th- See, I don't want to get into it because then we're going to get into spoilers, but just the... the Ultron amount- wasn't... Ta- Ultron did... No, Vision wasn't supposed to be what came out. I know, but that's the whole thing. So Ultron wasn't even about talking about him. And then they get the stone out and they do this and they do that. And he, he yeah, he fought with them, but he really didn't do anything special. You know what I mean? No, it just, it, no, it, <laughs> it don't. We all three of us walked out. And we said the same thing. Like, yeah, that guy. Like, they, as as much as they talked about him and how you know it's the evolution and all this other crap, he really didn't do anything. He just talked philosophically for a while, and then he fought alongside with them, and then almost it was just done. And it, it just didn't. Like, I expected a major event to come out of him, you know, and it was just. Eh. It was just a fizzle to me. Ah, I didn't see it that way. I thought it was... I, well, but you've read those comics before. I've never read the comics. All <laughs> I have is what the movie gave me, and, and I expected more out of him. I thought... I, I really liked that they went into um, her backstory and into Hawkeye's backstory, and I really liked what they did with those characters, and I thought that it it was kind of weird. Like, they wrote it as a smaller movie to a certain extent. Like... I went back and watched the Avengers and just seeing how they handled that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think he, it, I saw a lot of people complaining about it and I didn't understand that. I thought it was a good, a really good movie. 
And I liked what they did with the characters, and I liked that Pepper wasn't in the movie at all. <laughs> Thank God. I just I hate loved, Paltrow, but Well, I love the fact that, I mean, besides her and Jane, they pretty much got just about everybody, yeah. every minor character that had ever popped up yeah. in any of the movies up to this point showed up, which and it was all worked. freaking awesome. Yeah, it all worked. Like... I I really oh. like what they did. I thought they foreshadowed a couple things way too much, but because um, one thing like one thing happened and I looked at Rock I'm like gee we're not going to see that later on you know, um, but I thought that uh, overall I thought it was very well written, and it sucks because um, oh what's his name that directed it? Um, God I'm terrible at names tonight. Uh, the director actually left Twitter on Friday because he was getting so much shit from people. That's not it's entirely ridiculous. why he left. Well, but that was a big reason. Not really. Okay. No, he said it. He came out the next day because everybody said, oh, you left because of this. He's like, uh, no, that's really not why I left. Because oh. um, he came out the next day and talked about it. It was Joss Whedon. And he Joss said, yeah. his, his thing was, he said, look, as I was making this movie, it was getting to be too much. It's, you know, it's been my entire life for all this time. It was like a George Lucas thing. He's like, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm done. I need to just stop. I need to step back and I need to just take a break from everything and do my own small little thing on my own. He said, now I could stay on Twitter where I have millions of people telling me all the time. Oh, I love you. Love you. Love you. And basically sucking his dick. My words, not his. Um, but that's that was his point that he could he could either sit there and have people fawning all over him all day every day, along with the people that are tearing into him all day every day, yeah. or he could just put all that away and get his news and his jokes and whatever from elsewhere, mm. and just step away from it and just be in his own quiet little, he said it got too loud. Hmm. All of it was just too much stuff because when you have that many followers and you're somebody who's doing something like the Avengers and has done Firefly and Buffy and all this stuff, you know, he has a major cultural touchstone and it makes sense. The noise of Twitter is just too much hmm. at some point. And when you just want to step back and just take a quiet break and just sit there and, and write without all that distraction, without all that noise, that white noise in the background, good and bad. Uh, and that was his point that, you know, there's all the good and, and there's all the bad. And it was just all of it was just too much. And he just wanted to break from it all and just, you know, have a quiet interlude where he could do his own thing and not worry about and not listen to and not hear all that crap. So that's why he left Twitter in his own words. Everybody can speculate on whatever they want, but that's exactly what he says were his reasons. So, okay. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I was going to say now. Uh, I really liked what they did with the Hulk. I really liked what they did with the Hulk. Yeah. Again, again, the I Hulk, think the Hulk kind of stole the movie. Oh my gosh. His, the transformations. I mean, the, the, 
it's getting better and better every single time the, yeah. the graphics and the way they do it. And the transformation was amazing this time around when you, you saw him go back, you know, transform from the Hulk back to banner was yeah. unreal. Oh, did you see that Lou Ferrigno actually is part of his voice in the last two movies and actually in the Ed Norton movie too? Like, because they mix some voices in for Hulk and mm. one of them is Lou Ferrigno. Hmm. Which I was just like freaking out because they had cool. him in the first Hulk movie with um, yeah as as the yeah but it, I was reading something and they and he is uh, he one was of the in the one with they mix in he was in the one with uh, Ed Norton um yeah well, he because was Ed Norton too. was yeah, there he was the security guard in the one with Eric Bana he was the security guard at the at the college where uh, Jennifer Connelly was he was in both of them I thought that was Ed Norton. No, because Ed Norton, Norton came in with the pizza, and they gave him a slice of pizza. He was the security guard was, at the college I think, there. I think it was pretty much the same thing in both of them. Like he was the security guard in both, or something. I don't know. I, I might. I get think you're mixing them up. Yeah. Probably. I've read a lot this week. It's been a kind of a weird week. Yeah. I haven't really slept too much either. I stayed up all night last week and watched uh, Sonic Highways again. Like I just watched the whole thing until like five in the morning. <laughs> well, uh, insomnia. Um. So anyway, I really liked what they did with the Hulk. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of, uh, obviously, what they did with Iron Man again. Uh, and I, I love the relationship between Banner and, and uh, Stark. I, I <laughs> adore it. <laughs> Come on, we're mad scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I, I love it. There's um, so many funny lines in there. Yeah. It's just awesome. And, Written so freaking well again. And they're setting so much up for... Civil War. They're setting so much up for Infinity Wars. It's you well, can see I mean, all the little touches and all the little, you know. Here it is. the 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 lines are already being drawn in this yeah. movie for Civil War. It's freaking awesome. Well, and Captain America, the third movie, is actually titled Civil War. Yeah. Well, so, that's that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the whole point. They're they're going through these storylines. And they've been building towards it right from the early movies. They've been slowly building towards it and just slipping all these little things in here, left and right. And here, even more so, it very clearly the battle lines were starting to be drawn. Yeah. I will say something pretty controversial, though. I still think Winter Soldier is a better movie. I really do. I, I think that it was much more cohesive and I liked the action in it a little bit more. And I just really enjoyed winter soldier more as a movie. I liked age of Ultron. Don't get me wrong, but I still think age. I still think that winter soldier is the best Marvel movie so far. Mm. I don't know. I, I think I like age, age of Ultron a little bit better because there's a lot more going on there and there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that was was set up and opened up, and even they set up Black Panther. Which, uh, yeah, which is funny because I didn't realize that there. until I read stuff afterwards. Yeah, I didn't realize that was um, uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yeah, I was like, what? And then I started yeah. thinking, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, the moment they came into him. I'm like, oh shit, it's See, Andy Circus. The, <laughs> the way you are with this Marvel stuff. But no, I'm saying I knew I I spotted no. Andy Circus. Yeah, oh, I I didn't. I was yeah. I Which, just didn't. I was yeah. I was kind of in like trying to read the story and everything on the screen and all that. But the thing is, like, the way you are with all these Marvel movies because you read Marvel, 
That's the way I am with DC stuff. And that's why when I get so pissy about Batman versus Superman, I hope you understand that because just the way that you're approaching these movies because it's fan service because you're seeing all these little things and you're seeing the buildup because you kind of know what's coming. I'm the same way with Batman versus Superman. And that's why I get so pissed off about what's going on because they're doing it wrong. And the thing is, Marvel is doing exactly what DC should be doing as well. But DC decided they want to do it backwards. And it's not going to work. And again, I'm not the only one saying that. There's a lot of people saying it. DC is DC has They're a lot of problems. They're doing great on TV. Fuck Gotham was so good. What a finale! But even though I had a pro- I had two problems with the finale. But uh, the Flash has just been amazing this first season. Uh, Top notch. Like what comic book TV should be. Um, yeah. But, um, oh, um, so, wow, what's his face? Wow. Everybody, the names are just. Yeah, my, I'm hoping to get a good night's sleep tonight for a change. <sighs> what's his name? The, the dude that got killed. Oh my gosh. Agent. Uh, oh, um. <laughs> say. Oh, my brain. Um, you know, his original first name was supposed to be just agent. Um, yeah, you, you know, who I mean. the guy on agents of shield. Yes. Yeah. He Colson Colson. Um, he didn't show up in the movie and no. he couldn't show up in the movie. Um, because like, I would love to have seen him. I would love to have seen somebody from the TV show show up in the movie sure. for a little tiny part. I want to see that crossover go that way. Um, and I think they will eventually because because of the storyline Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is headed into. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., literally, the last episode before Avengers, um, Coulson is standing there and he's talking on, on the phone or something to Maria Hill. Right. And he says, okay, we know where... The, the pokey stick is scrocovia or whatever and <laughs> yeah. and there's two uh enhanced people there i think it's time we need to send in the avengers and then boom the movie starts off like you could literally end the show start the movie and yeah, they I just know. they pick up perfect i watched that episode um because i knew there was gonna be a tie-in so i just watched it yeah so the the storyline they're they're doing there could tie in but it makes sense that he didn't show up in the movie at all because the movies are supposed to be their own kind of standalone thing for all the people who are not watching the TV show. Right. So if you never watch the TV show, Coulson died in Avengers. Yeah. And then suddenly Coulson's walking around in Avengers too. You're like, oh, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> if people don't know that already. And then he's walking around in Avengers 2. People would be like, wait, what the f-? And then exactly. they'd have to explain it. And then they, you know, it would just be a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, so they just avoided it entirely and just didn't put him in the, in the movie. Um, which kind of sucks. I, I, I wish they would find a way to explain it to people and get him back in there. Yeah. Even for, you know, just a cam, just a hey guys, <laughs> just something. <laughs> well, we we always joked about when they when George Lucas redid the original trilogy for Star Wars, how like he was just putting stuff in the background all the time, and it got so ridiculous that we were like, you know what, he should have done every single scene. Boba Fett should have walked in and just waved and walked off the screen. 
They should yeah. have done that with, with Coulson. Just kind of yeah. sticks his head in, hey, and then leaves. Comes back 10 yeah. minutes later, hey. So, yeah, I'm hoping uh, with the storylines of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is headed towards. Um, with And it's funny because they can't do... Um, they can't do the mutants because Fox owns that yeah. with X-Men. So they're going with the Inhumans, nah. which is, that's good enough. I mean, that's a good enough storyline to go with because uh, the way they brought in, the way they brought it up and the way they, uh, the whole thing with, uh, what's her name? Well, you haven't been watching it. You just watched that one episode. Yeah. Um, but the, the girl in there, they bring up her name and the way they brought up her name. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I didn't recognize it. I, I it vaguely sounded familiar and I immediately looked it up and I was like, Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> the way they did it. Uh, they just kind of, that, that's the way I am with arrow and the flash and Gotham, especially Gotham. I mean, I was always a Batman guy, but there were always tie-ins, but Gotham, my God, I was, I've just been freaking out this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I I love the way that they're they're doing it all, and I just I hope they continue. I want to see Agent Carter back. Like I want to see the show. That. I loved that show. And yeah, I just want to see. I want to see more of this because it all ties together. And I do. You know what? They're making so much money off these things. They oh, yeah. can afford to, and I'm fine. Well. I was I was about to say I'm fine with like a three hour movie. We're getting like a five hour movie in Infinity Wars one and two. I'm sure. Yeah. So they could really go all out and drop a bunch of the characters from Agents of Shield, like really do the full thing and drop everybody in there because I'm sure you can afford it at that point. Why not? <laughs> yeah. What the you know. Hell? Uh, I mean, this one costs. Something like two hundred fifty million, Oof. and they made it back like within hours. <laughs> you well, they know, made it back in Europe because <laughs> it came out in Europe early. They made I think two hundred thirty million just in Europe. It's insane. It, yeah. It's it. They're not going to screw it up. They can print money with it. They might as well just go all out and really make it. Because when is this ever going to happen again? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When are they ever going to be able to do something like this? Like 10 years down the line when they reboot it, it's not going to be as big as this. It's not going to be, you know, with the actors and the stories and the... With Justin Bieber playing Iron Man. <sighs> yeah. It, it's Zac just... Zac Efron as the Hulk. <sighs> I just, I can't see <laughs> a way that they would be able to do this again at this scale. Yeah. And pretty much printing money with it. So go all in, go all in while you can and really make it that spectacular over the top. Every actor you want, every character, throw them all in there. We love it. <laughs> Just keep doing it. You know, Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> do it, do more. But now do you understand a little bit more why I'm so pissed off at Batman versus Superman, even without Affleck, they're just, ugh. they're not building the, the universe. They're just thrusting the universe in there like everybody already knows everything, and they don't. Oh, God, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, they got a problem with universe building. They really do. They do. And and even worse, like if they would even use maybe the actors that are in the TV show in the movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the 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 guys that are playing Green Arrow, uh, Amel is awesome as as Arrow. Well, that's what we all wanted. Yeah, when the, the guy when that they plays, kept the Flash is awesome. Yeah, when they kept talking about all this stuff, and they kept talking about, um, you know, all the characters that were coming to Batman versus Superman, and everybody's oh. like, "Well, get the Flash, get yeah, get get Green Arrow, no, get Stephen Amell, somebody else playing them." And they said, "No, separate- oh. they're separate." They said TV and, yeah. and movies, they're separate worlds. So I'm you like, go to Agents of Shield, and all of a sudden, Maria Hill, the the Maria Hill from the movie, shows up. Yep, you know, <laughs> but not on DC. Whoa, we got to keep them separate. Yeah. I mean, uh, just they. Uh, yeah, they need me. They need me to come in and run <laughs> this and and figure it all out and get it right. Just telling you. No, you know what they should do. Now that Joss Whedon said he's done, yeah, they should hire him. He's no. He actually commented on that. <laughs> he said he is not against uh, doing a DC movie. Well, there you go. Yeah, they should. They should spend a. But if he came in, they'd have to butt reboot ton of money. again because there's no way he would work with the crap they're giving him. They should spend a butt ton of money and say, just fix it. Make yeah. make it like Marvel. Go. Here. Here's money. Go. <laughs> they should. They won't, but they should. Yeah. <sighs> uh, you know something? I know somebody at DC, too. Because he used to work at Sony Online Entertainment. Damn it. Right. Like he's gonna say, "Oh yeah, sure. Here, here's a hundred no, no, billion no, no. dollars. I, Go." I actually, no, he and I actually message each other back and forth every now and then. I'm like, "Come on, you got to do this." So anyway, all right. Are you done with your stuff? Sure. All right. Why not? Well, I mean, is there anything else to say besides know. me whining about Batman versus Superman for another thirty minutes? <laughs> and you haven't even seen it yet. I've seen enough. <laughs> No, but just knowing the source material, but seeing what they're trying to do with it is stupid. It's, it's, they're not thinking ahead. They're not thinking into 2017 and 2018 and 2019 and 2020 like Marvel is. Well, they say they are. Didn't you see that whole yeah. list of movies they yeah. said were coming out? <laughs> and then you look at what they're doing and you're like, wait, wh- why, are we, why are we getting this other movie then? This makes no sense. How are you trying to establish the Justice League with a 45-year-old Batman? Who knows? Anyway. All right. Well, as I mentioned, I played a bunch of Destiny this week. Um, I don't know why. Uh, House of Wolves is coming out soon, which is the next big DLC. Uh, And I was at a legitimate level 31. Like I said, 32 is the the level cap. Um, So I just... So on Tuesdays, they reset everything. uh, For, like, if you do the weekly... You can only do the weekly once, obviously. So on Tuesdays, all that stuff resets. So every Tuesday morning, pretty much, Dave does a stream. And I was around, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do the stream with you. What the hell? you know? And, and I, I got on, and I was doing the weekly and the Crota Raid and everything else. And I've ended up now getting um, gear drops from the Raid. So it's called Raid Gear. And you have four different things. You have, like, boots. Um, you have gloves. You have helmet. And you have a chest piece. And I've now gotten Ray Gear on all four. I'm like, well, I might as well start upgrading this stuff. Well, I got everything up to where I didn't have resources anymore. And the only way to get the resources I need is to do the raid. But you can only do, only do the raid once a week. So you can only get so many Radiant Shards, they're called, once a week. And you can only get so many. And I needed 46 of these fucking things. 
So here's the dragon. So now I'm not really playing it at all except for like on Tuesday because I need these shards and there's nothing <laughs> else. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like I'm get I I, I ugh. So, but I mean, we were having fun. We we had a really good time on Tuesday. We went in and did the weekly. We did the nightfall. We did um, the crow raid, and we actually did the crow raid on hard. And I've never been through a raid on hard before. But we had a great crew. A couple, of, like three of them were thirty twos, you know. And we got through really well. And uh, did we got crow to like the I think the first or second time. Like we really just bashed right through it. Well, Johnny's a boy ended up getting the. The actual last piece of exotic gear that he didn't have, so now he has every piece of exotic armor and exotic weapon in the game. That's how much he plays that game. <laughs> so he was flipping out. You can hear it. I put the the replay up on YouTube, and you can hear him. He's like, "Oh my god, I finally got it!" Um, but it was funny because I was getting, I, I got like uh, this great hand cannon and everything. So now I've got one weapon to upgrade because all my other weapons are upgraded. And then I've got my armor. Well, when, once I get all my armor upgraded, I'm at level 32, which is the cap. So, but I can only do it, like, I can only upgrade so much because I need these shards, and you can only get so many shards a week. You know what I mean? So it's, it's that's, you know, come on back. Come on back on Tuesday. You can get some more. Come on. So, yeah. But uh, what was going on this weekend, though, was um, they have this thing called Iron Banner, which only appears every now and then, and it hasn't been for a long time. And what what Iron Banner is, is what's called the Crucible, which is their their PvP, you know, the six versus six stuff. Uh, Iron Banner gets rid of all the the weapon balancing and everything. So if you have really good armor and weapons, you can do better in Iron Banner than other people. So they had this big Iron Banner event, and if you got up to like rep, reputation four or five. You could buy like this really special helmet, this really cool helmet, and everything else. I didn't care about that. I was just kind of having fun because I don't really like the PvP in Destiny too much. But we had a, a team of six people playing, and then it was fun. Like we all played as a team, and, and we actually were winning, and, and we were doing really well. So I got up to Reputation three, which is hilarious because I really don't play it that often. Um, and then it was like, "Come on, man, you got to keep going so you can get the helmet." I'm like, "I don't give a shit." So I just stopped playing. But I mean. <laughs> Iron Banner only happens once in a great while. I'm talking like in a couple of months. I, I can't remember the last time it was activated. So, yeah, it was fun. We played it quite a bit this weekend, and we had fun. But now I'm, I'm good until I'll do the raid in the the nightfall and stuff on Tuesday again if I'm if I'm home. But um, I'm not going to play it for very much until the DLC comes out, and even then eh, we'll see because they're not even adding a new raid, which is ridiculous. Uh, and then Zen Pinball 2, I've been playing a lot of the portal table. Like I said, I streamed it, and the replay is up on the YouTube channel. Uh, and then today, uh, we got Wolfenstein the Old Blood last night, but I downloaded it. was like a 39-gig download. So I just hit, hit download, let it go while I, while I slept. Is that on disc? No, it's digital only. Wow. 20 bucks. And it's... Fuck. Well, we'll talk about it after the break. Yeah. But, um... It's cool. I mean, it, it goes right into uh, the New Order. So, And then a, a game that I don't think a lot of people have talked about. It was kind of a smaller game. We do have a review up on the website. A game called L.A. Cops. So this is published by Team 17, who are famous for like all the Worms games and everything. <clears throat> it's interesting. It's, it reminds me of kind of a lighter Hotline Miami, uh, but with more comedy. 
but it's kind of the same style gameplay, but you get this AI partner, but you can't play two player. Like you can't hook up with somebody else to play the second person. So that's kind of weird, but, um, you're like LA cops in the seventies and you just go around like blasting everybody in all these drug houses and shit. It's neat. I don't know if it's, I don't, I didn't read the review yet, so I don't know what he graded it, but, um, not good. Really? <laughs> I, I mean like the AI on that's the, on a lot the, of problems. Well, you can take over the second player and move that player around, and you you can choose from like six or seven. So what I ended up doing a lot of times was I would set I would set that other character up at a door because they have kind of a, a vision cone. So if a, an enemy comes through, that that character will start blasting away. <clears throat> but it's it's real twitchy, but also it's tough because it seems like sometimes the enemies can start like homing in on you off screen. So all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Where'd these guys come from? The other problem I had with it that I think I need to look at the controls to see if you can change it, but it's a twin stick game. So you're aiming with the right, you know, and everything. But the problem is it's got a lock on system, but the lock on is square. And every time you kill somebody, you have to hit square again, but your thumb's already on the right analog. So you're consistently moving away from the right analog and you can't aim at all when you're hitting the lock on thing. But if you have to move, it's really weird how they do it, but if you could change the lock onto like R1 or L2 or L whatever the, one of the triggers, it'd be perfect. But as it stands right now, it, it's very uh, it just breaks up the uh, it breaks up the action too much for me. So I have to look and see if you can change it. I kind of got to the point where I just said, "Ah, I'm done." <clears throat> um, and then played a bunch of MLB 15, the show, both on the PS3 and the PS4. Uh, PS3 is fantastic this year. Uh, they actually fixed a few things that were kind of bothersome from last year. Uh, the cloud safe stuff works perfectly. And it's funny, when you go from PS4 back down to PS3, you expect this big jump, uh, this big degradation. And really, it's not bad. It, like, it still runs to 60 frames per second. It's still 1080p. It looks great. What you don't have is, especially like the crowd, isn't as diverse, obviously. And you know you lose some detail. But it's really good on PS3, so impressive. But played a bunch of PS4. Uh, I streamed it the other night. I was in my like sixth season with my character for Road of the Show, and I'm on the Boston Red Sox right now. I got traded to them. And I'm leading the team in a bunch of different stats, and we got to the playoffs, played Seattle, and Seattle just crushed us. So we didn't get to the World Series, so that was kind of a bummer, but... Yeah, it was fun. It was it was cool having the stream going and just kind of talking to everybody while I was playing. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, oh my god, a ton of the Rocket League beta before it uh, shut down. Oh, it is fantastic, dude. I love it. Yeah, it is cool. We streamed it a couple times. We had an absolute blast. We were playing for like two hours, three hours at a time. Uh, the word is though they're going to do another beta. Do not if you have it now. Do not delete it. Because you're automatically in the next beta. So don't delete it. Well, you just have to download it all over again. No, the developers actually said don't delete it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're doing something like just an, a patch or what. But the developers flat out said on their Twitter, don't delete it. So, just saying. I don't know what, they're, what they mean. I don't know. But just relaying the message. Don't pull I the think message. They're just, I think they're just saying don't delete it because then you'll have to re-download it. It's always in your download list. Sure, I still I know, have the, I, I still have the freaking Destiny beta in I my download Destiny list. Destiny Alpha in my list. Yeah, fix that. or the Destiny Alpha, whatever I have. I have a lot of those things in my list that I'm like, Ugh. sure. 
Can I just delete this whole thing? Like said, Get it just, off my list? Just relaying the message. Don't know why. They just said don't delete it. So that you don't have to re-download. <laughs> um, but it's it's a blast. Even that one arena, we just had an absolute blast with it. Uh, pulling off some great shots and, you know, it, it, we were yelling, we were having fun, we were laughing. It's just, it, it's so well done. and it, it, It's such a great evolution from what Rocket Power Battle Cars was. It, it's just, it's so good. So I cannot wait until the new beta and I cannot wait until the full game hits, man, because... Even now, it's so solid. It, it man, is it? Uh, and then, like I said, I watched the first Avengers, and I watched Age of Ultron, and I think I even watched Thor on TV the other day. Actually, yeah, I saw it because they were on. You couldn't get away from them between the pay channels and the well, Spike was playing a bunch and of Spike, them in a row. and yeah, all those channels there. So I did see Winter Soldier again. I saw Iron Man one again. I saw. Bits and pieces of them. Yeah. Um, Avengers, multiple times, bits and pieces of it. Uh, what else? Well, I actually Probably sat down and watched Soldier. the first Avengers again. Like, well, I would love to, like I have 28 hours, go back and sit down and oh, watch yeah. all of them again. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit about it for me, though. I've you know, watched some other stuff, but... That's that's the majority of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. We got some reviews to do after the break. Uh, we've got the best of Ed's, the Ed Sullivan show on DVD, my review of Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, and Josh's review of Lego Nin- Ninjago: Shadow of Ronan. A couple emails, and uh, we'll talk some E3 as well. We'll be right back. Josh is going to talk about something that I really want to see, I think. We'll find out his review of the best of the Ed Sullivan show on he DVD. You might not. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so this is the best of the Ed Sullivan show. It is a six-disc set. It comes out May 12th, next so week. next week. Same day as Project Cars, unless you're in Europe who already has it. It is fifty nine ninety nine retail price. All right. Okay. Or fifty nine ninety five. Same as Project Cars. Yeah, well, four cents, cents less. Yes. Uh, it runs about seven and a half hours of content. Wow. Okay. So keep all that in mind. <laughs> seven and a half hours of content, sixty bucks. Um. So Ed Sullivan 
Yeah, he was on forever. He was on from 1948 to 1971. Wow. With a variety show. 23 years uh, his variety show was on. What was interesting, I didn't know a whole lot about his background. Mm-hmm. The first disc, the first disc was the only one that I watched all the way through. Let me get that out of the way right now. There's no way I watched seven and a half hours of this. I did not have the time. I don't know when I will have the time. So I thought it was better that I watched the first disc, sampled the rest. I will get back to the other ones and watch them as I can. Uh, but I've seen enough that I feel I can comfortably review what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about the first disc is it really goes into, it's called unforgettable performances, but it starts, it, it feels like, all right, let me go back. It feels (laughs) like these were already put together. Like that whole first disc was hosted by Carol Burnett and it looks like a younger Carol Burnett. It doesn't look like today's Carol Burnett. Right. It looks like her from several years ago. Um, but the interesting thing is it starts out and it talks about a little bit about his background, about how he was a newspaper guy and he was in New York and he loved the theater and the nightlife and he'd go out and eat and he loved all these different things. And uh, he was doing... I think it was for the newspaper. He did uh, this dance marathon thing or some, some sort of ballroom dance thing. Right. And it was broadcast on the radio. It was either radio or TV. Jeez, I don't even listen to me. This is terrible. Um, and he did so well that they were like, hey, you know, we want you to do this. And he's like, what? And he decided to do it. And at first it wasn't even called the Ed Sullivan show. Right. Um, But he did so well and it was so good. And he took off that it became the Ed Sullivan show. And eventually the theater was renamed the Ed Sullivan theater. And that's where David Letterman broadcast from. Right. Which was a huge deal for Letterman to be in there. Yeah. Um, So, it's it's pretty interesting to see that whole backstory and a little bit about him and where he came from and and his mannerisms and how you know the great stone face um which was one of his nicknames um but the whole first one for the most part the first disc you're getting short clips you're not getting full performances of things you're not getting I mean, here and there you'll get full performances. You have the entire performance for the Beatles, which we've all seen um, a billion times over. But what I had never seen was the second song they did, which was Ticket to Ride. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they played that whole thing, which i love that i was like this is amazing i'm i'm seeing the i'm seeing the beatles play on it something because that was one i had never seen uh you know we had all seen the the same clip that they always show ladies and gentlemen the beatles and you know exactly and they kick into it but not this like this was another one and it was really cool to see 
Um, the Rolling Stones, it's amazing. I mean, of course, this is the 60s, but it's amazing how young all these guys look. Oh, yeah. From all these different bands. And The Doors, I hate The Doors, but man, The Doors, they were just about to go on. Mm. And they had an interview with uh, one of the guys, the keyboardist, I think. Um, and he said, yeah, we're sitting in there and we're just about to go, like five minutes before we're about to go on the air. Uh and the CBS executive comes running back in and he's like, you can't say higher in the song. You have to say, um, what did he have? He wanted them to say, um, I forget what it was. Some, some <laughs> really, really, really crappy thing. And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. We'll do that. And the guy left, and the and Jim Morrison looked at him. And he's like, "I'm not going to do that," <laughs> <laughs> which everybody pretty much figured. But then, yeah. their asses are covered because hey, we told him to do it. Well, so they said, "Fuck it, let's just go out there and do it." And they did it. They did it the way they wanted, and they showed the whole performance. Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, we kind of screwed ourselves over there because after the thing, you know, the guy came back and he started screaming and yelling at us." And we're like, oh, we're sorry, you know, we're young and we're confused and we forgot. And, you know, we just didn't know. It was just, to, this is the way we play it. And we just weren't thinking. Yeah. And he's like, we had you, we had a contract. And he pulled out the contract. He was like, we had a contract ready for you to be, to do like six or eight more appearances or something like that oh. over the next two years. And you're never coming on this show again. And they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, and Oops. they they touch upon the whole um, feud that he had with Jackie Mason. Yeah. I remember hearing a little bit about that, but they showed it. And the funny thing is the way the camera is, you can't see what happened. Like Jackie Mason is standing there on stage and I think it was his first appearance and he's bombing like straight up bombing. Uh Um, And you don't really get to see a lot of the performance because as the performance, they cut back and Jackie Mason is telling the story again. Uh, out of the corner of his eye, he sees um, Ed with two fingers up, like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah. And it was distracting him. And then he, he said, and now the audience is looking at him. So now the audience is paying more attention to him. And I'm all confused and I'm all flustered and I don't know what to do. So I start making a point that, Hey, Ed's over here and he's, he's putting up these fingers and everybody's looking at him. And, and when he finishes, he's like, and I give a finger here and I give a finger over here and I finger over here. And he's just pointing fingers like all over the place. (laughs) Apparently I, you don't see it because his hand goes off camera. Sure. Apparently flipped him off. That's what Ed felt (laughs) that he flipped him off, whether he did or he didn't. Ed felt that he flipped him off and you could see his whole face change and was visibly upset. Yeah. And told him, get the fuck out. I don't ever want to see you here again. And kept him off the show for years. Um, and eventually, several years later, ran into him in Vegas. And they had a long talk and a big apology. And he brought him back on the show. And they showed that whole thing where he came in and, you know, they were apologizing to each other and, you know, kind of 
you know, let's, let's get past this. And, you know, it's good to have you back on the show and all. So it was really interesting. I mean, he was a guy, he wielded that kind of power where he could make or break your career at that point. But he was such a, he was so into the theater and, and offbeat acts and things like that, that he was bringing a lot of this to audiences for the first time ever. Broadway shows, especially because they were right there in the theater district in New York. And he went to all these Broadway shows. He would have them on the Ed Sullivan show to do songs from them. And that was the first exposure that a lot of the American public got to, to things like um, South Pacific and uh, what's the sharks and the jets, uh, West side story, oh, West side story yeah. and, and things like that. And opera and, you know, he had opera singers on from Broadway. He'd bring, he's like, come in here and they would do like an opera number from, it was well, amazing. It's because Sullivan actually covered Broadway for the paper. Yeah. Uh, and then for the post, and then it got picked up by, or for the New York daily news, I think it was. And then it got picked up by the post and that's how he got involved with, uh, I think it's like the voice of the town or the show, whatever the show was called originally. And then, but he, oh, he loved covering the theater and he loved, like you were saying. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was crazy. Like all the acts he had on and it became like this almost, it, it was, it was like the first variety show ever Yeah. because it wasn't just, you know, guests coming on and talk or whatever else he had plate spinners on i remember seeing video of and, you know, yeah you get the that stu- the stuff like letterman <laughs> does a little bit with stupid stupid pet tricks and everything yep yeah yeah it's it's pretty fantastic um to to see all these different things and to see uh all the different people that were on all these hugely famous people that were on uh and see them young in the 50s and 60s um some of it's black and white, some of it's color. Uh, I mean, the Elvis Presley appearances, I'm not an Elvis Presley fan, but those appearances are, are pretty fascinating to watch. Um, George Burns and Gracie, um, they showed up. They That was like a really cool clip. George Carlin, an early clip of him. Um, it's it's just fascinating, all the different stuff that's on there. Yeah. Um, so even on that first disc, there is an incredibly rare uh, interview. It's actually, it says it's the only surviving on-camera interview with Ed and his wife, Sylvia. Uh, and it's about five minutes long. Oh, cool. Um, so it's, that's a really cool thing to see. Uh, the other discs, one is a 50th anniversary special. Um that has, you know, just a whole bunch more clips and things like that. And, oh, Ed's the best. And um, <laughs> all-star comedy special, which has a ton of the comedians and stuff, which is freaking awesome to watch. And Jackie Gleason and, and Bob Hope and Richard Pryor yeah. and Joan Rivers and Flip Wilson and Rodney Dangerfield. Carson. Carol Burnett and Milton Berle. Just uh, on and on and on. It's unreal. Um, the novelty acts, uh, that one's, uh, about an hour long. Terpo Shisho. Holy crap. Some of these things I'm watching them and my mind is blown. 
<laughs> with with I mean, there's one guy that he gets up on this platform, uh, puts this thing in his mouth where he's got three sticks coming out and he puts balls on the sticks. So he's balancing these three balls on the sticks and he's holding it in his mouth. Uh huh. Um, he puts a cane down on top of this table. He's standing on a table. Okay. Like five feet off the ground, whatever. He puts the cane down on the table and then lifts himself up. Wow. And literally is doing a handstand with one hand on the cane. And he's got that. And then he's got these two things that he's spinning on his other arm while he's balancing up there. And I'm just looking at him like, how in the... Hey, those were the days of vaudeville, man. There was some crazy shit happening back then. But to lift yourself up with one arm like that and hold himself. And then he twists his legs over his head and then he spins back and then he he drops all that stuff down and then lifts back up on the, up on the cane and spins as he's doing a, a a one handed handstand on the cane and he's spinning, just rotating, rotating, rotating like five times and then drops. I was like, Holy crap. I've never seen anything like that. It's yeah. Some of the novelty acts are amazing to watch. Um, there's a whole disc about the animal acts, which are also amazing to watch. That's about an hour long. Uh, and then almost two hours of interviews mm-hmm. um, with everybody just talking about him and, and everything that happened on the show and, and all their memories. And it's, it's a hell of a set. It really is. Nice. Um, I mean, if you're interested in any of that, I mean, any of the, the history of television of, music of of where all this stuff came from and i mean you can see the seeds of everything there you know that just kind of branched out to tv i mean he really he introduced so many bands to america that that people never would have known about or wouldn't have seen you know yeah um and comedians and acts and it's unreal nice It's, it's really just an amazing set um, I think with everything that's in there, I mean, there's a little overlap here and there, um, but it's not too bad. Um, especially considering you're getting like seven and a half hours. Wow. Uh, I think I'd give it a nine actually. Mm. The, the video it's actually, it's, it's a DVD, like I said, but the video is actually in really good shape. Um, everything they picked to, to use is in surprisingly good shape. Um, you know, the, it, the quality varies when you get back to some of the really, really early stuff. Well, they said they actually uh, preserved a lot of the old kinescopes even, which is pretty, pretty rare uh, yeah. to have available. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but for the most part, the, the video is actually really good overall. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's. It is a fantastic set. Definitely worth it for for anybody who's interested in the history of television and and all these all the people that are on it. It's unreal. <laughs> so yeah, I mean he he actually started a lot of careers too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Cool. All right. Uh, so Wolfenstein, the old blood. 
which we found out about a couple months ago. This is a digital-only release uh, coming from uh, Machine Games that did Wolfenstein The New Order, which came out on disc last year, I think it was. Uh, and a game I really enjoyed. I, I just love the hell out of uh, The New Order. It, it really took me back to kind of that older Wolfenstein feel, um, which I really just enjoyed the, the heck out of. Uh, this time, The Old Blood is actually a prequel to The New Order. So, you know, you play B.J. Blazkowicz again, you're fighting a bunch of Nazi crazies, and you're shooting the crap out of them, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I don't want to get into the story, uh, just because, you know, we want to avoid the spoilers and everything, but that's the funny thing. Like, if you played The New Order, you kind of know everything going on here. It's, it's a lot of the same weapons, it's a lot of the same gameplay, and... They even have the nightmare levels, which the nightmare levels, if you don't know, uh, you'll find a bed in every level. And if you activate the bed, you'll actually get taken back into like a dream or a nightmare, and you're playing Wolfenstein 3D in the old graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can actually move around and everything and, and use the new weapons and all that, but it, it's, it's the same maps, uh, which is just a blast. And I mean, it was funny because I was on the second one today, and I just could not find the key anywhere. And I, and I was streaming it all this morning. So I, I got the game downloaded last night, got up this morning, and just started streaming. And I streamed the entire game this morning. Um, and I had a lot of viewers. It was really a lot of fun. We had, a, we had some great conversations going on. And, uh, it, it, it's, but it's the same kind of enemies. You know, you, you got the robo-dogs again and, and a lot of the stuff that you saw in the New Order. But obviously, you're a little bit before that, so they don't reveal all the stuff. Uh, but, you know, it gets into the occult again, and, and uh, you know, that, that's kind of the ultimate thing toward the end is, is you get into a lot of that crap again, uh, which is, is pretty cool. And, and the ending was a lot of fun. I didn't really know what to do, but I ended up getting through it, so that was kind of cool. But it's, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. It's the same developer, and it's the same kind of uh, map design, and it's the same gameplay, and, and that's... That's the thing. So I had it on normal. There's five difficulties. I had it on the middle one. Uh, I got through in around six and a half hours. The funny thing is, though, there's a ton of collectibles. Uh, so you collect uh, gold bars, and you have to find all the all the nightmare levels, and there's some other stuff to collect as well, like uh, 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 like concept art, which I have all but one. I was surprised by, <laughs> and uh, also like uh, character dossiers which I missed, I think, like six. But I missed a lot of the gold. I thought I was getting all this gold because I was getting trophies, and then I went and looked. I'm like, whoa, I have nowhere near all the gold. <clears throat> so the cool thing is you, know, you can go back and you can replay any level. You can start at any level. You don't have to go all the way through the game again if you want to be a, uh, a trophy completionist. Uh, but, you know, six around six and a half hours on normal, if you want to go crazy and if you want that platinum, uh you actually have to play through on what's called Uber, which is just an, an insane level. By the way, Bob Uecker is actually locked in the... Um, <laughs> they just put it on Twitter, uh, the, the press box that he sits in at the Brewer Games. Mm-hmm. The doorknob or something, like, broke. <laughs> so they actually had to put a ladder up and have him climb out the front of it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw that. I had to bring that up. Anyway, um, but that's the thing. I mean, if, if you enjoyed the new order, you're definitely going to like uh, the old blood. It looks great. I mean, it, it really does. It looks fantastic. Uh, just great moody lighting. Uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of differing areas to go to, and, and nothing really repeats ever. And, and you know, 
all the textures look great. The animation looks great. Uh, when you shoot somebody, you're shooting them. You're not having any problems with with bullets not hitting what, what they're supposed to hit. Uh, you can also upgrade your armor and your health and everything else. So once you collect enough health and collect enough armor, it'll actually upgrade it so you can have more of each one. And the one thing that a lot of the reviews of the uh, of the New Order was that you actually have to hit square to pick up items, and you still have to do that here, and I'm fine with that. Because to me, that's old school, and I'm fine with it. So you're going to see a lot of reviews out there probably ding them like a point, point and a half just because you have to pick up stuff with square instead of just running it over. Because everything has to be given to me! Uh, sound again. Sound is great. I had the headphones on today. It sounded fantastic. Great voice acting throughout. Great audio uh, design. Uh, the guns sound fantastic, and they, you know, like, you'll get different kind of echo effects and just different uh, sound fields depending on where you're at, if you're outside or if you're inside. Um, and, and a very cohesive story. It's a fun story. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great game, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And for 20 bucks, it's a steal, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of gameplay there. If you want to play it on different difficulties, you can. And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of stuff to find too. So if you want, you can go back and you can look for all that stuff and play through there. And, you know, there were a couple of instances where it got really hard. You know, you got into the, you, you'd walk in and you know, when you see all this ammo and health laying everywhere, you're like, oh shit, I'm going to get nailed. And there were, there were a few times where I died a few times in, in the same spot, but I got through it. I powered through and, and, uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I never, had any point where I wanted to quit, I sat here on one sitting and played through the entire game on that stream and uh, even ate lunch while I was playing it. So. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's great. I think it's uh, especially just a great throwback to an old school shooter. And um, I'm, I give it an 8.5. I, uh, I think it's, it, it's a great deal at 20 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. It would have been fun to have multiplayer, but oh well. I don't expect it for 20 bucks. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, now the game that you had to have. Oh, fuck yeah. You you were adamant about this one. Why not? No, it's fine. It's it's one of the... All right. Well, I'll get into it. It's Lego Ninjago, Shadow Ninjago. Rona, <laughs> Shadow Ronin. Um, This was one of those ones I wanted because this is one of three Lego games that were made only for the Vita. Right. Uh, only for handhelds, I should say. They were also made for 3DS, but yeah. Um, and you had, there was another one before this, right? On the PSP? No, something? on the Vita. That's it what I'm saying. It was on the Vita too. Okay, okay. So there was, for the Vita, only Vita, only handheld. I keep saying that. Only handheld uh, Lego games. Uh, that made it to the Vita were this uh, Lego Ninjago Nindroids and Lego Legends of Chima Laval's Journey. I remember that one too. Okay. Yeah. I reviewed that one. Um, we never got a copy of Nindroids, but I found it for like 10 bucks, so I got it. Um, so, this, I, I love these. I love the idea of these because. You know, they're not gimped versions. Right. Um, the only one we've seen that wasn't a gimped version so far was Lego Batman 3. Right. Because um, a lot and, of times they would just port the 3DS one over. Yeah. And this one was its own, you know, 
So this is one of those ones where it's it was built for handhelds. So everything was built with a full Lego experience in mind on a handheld. Right. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is, it's a prequel to the fifth season, essentially. There's at least five or six seasons of this Nindroid show. Okay. Um, or Ninjago show. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm always going to say Ninjago. So this is a prequel to the fifth season. Uh, this guy named Ronan shows up and he's got a dark glaive. Uh, unlike the cool glaive from Krull, he's got a dark glaive and uh, obsidian glaive. Ooh. And he wipes out the memories and the powers of the main characters. Is Liam Neeson in this too? Mm, no. Damn. Um, but one of the characters, I think in this shows up in the Lego movie as one of the uh, master builders. Okay. Um, so that's like a little Easter egg in there. Yeah. Um, because I, I believe if I remember correctly, I think the guys that write this TV show mm-hmm. wrote the Lego movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but I think, I <laughs> think that's what I read. facts, except yeah. when we're not. I believe that's what I read. All right. Um, so the thing with this, if you watch the TV show, obviously it's going to make a lot more sense. There's a lot of in jokes. Uh, there's a lot of callbacks to stuff that happens in the show and, and things where, you know, it was funny when I first started playing this, my mom was sitting next to me and I'm playing it on the, on the, the Vita TV or PlayStation Mm. TV. So, you know, we can all see it and I'm a good half hour, hour into it. And she looks at me and she's like, so is it good? Is it, is it worth it for, or is it just for kids? And I was like, you know what? It's good, but yeah, it's, it's definitely aimed towards a younger audience and it's aimed really towards an audience that knows the show or has seen the show. <laughs> um, but, you know, that being said, um, it's actually pretty good as a standalone. If you know nothing about it and, you know, you're just looking for a Lego game on the go. Um, so once these guys' memories are wiped out and they've lost all their powers, you have to go find all their ninja obsidian weapons um, to okay. get the get back their powers and everything. And that's the whole point of the game. You're, you're going after all these things. So all the levels are designed that way that, you know, you're going to the swamps to get this weapon. You're going to the, the volcano, the lava area to get this weapon. And, right. and you, you fight your way through these areas. Um, if you played a Lego game, you're going to, you know, you're going to know right when you jump in, it's, it's going to feel like every other Lego game. Uh, does have some different kinds of puzzles and things like that. Um, the other thing is you have four guys, um, mm-hmm. but you only have two on screen at once for the most part. <laughs> you almost always only have two on screen at once and you flip back and forth between the two, but you can hold down triangle, I guess it is, and bring up the you know the character wheel sure, like, like Batman a, and everything. Like Batman and then just swap to, to a different guy. Um, 
there's a hub in the game uh, to get you to all the different levels. Uh, you're flying on a dragon. Dragon, dragon, dragon. And uh, the hub is there's nothing special going on there. There's a bunch of collectibles kind of things that you have to destroy and you destroy five of this and five of that and five of this and you know which i did in about 10 minutes 15 minutes i went around the whole little island and found them all and destroyed them all and yay i think i i think you get a trophy for for getting at least 10 of them or something um but i was just like ooh, collectible get it (laughs) you know um but it was very quick to knock all them out. Uh, the island itself. Eh, eh. I mean, you're not really supposed to be there all that long. You're supposed to just be there. Like you start off with the dragon and immediately right in front of you is one of those circles of little Lego studs. And you fly through that and fly to the next one and the next one. And it leads you right to the next level that sure. you're supposed to go to you can fly off and do whatever you want, but there's nothing really to do there. So, uh, you go to each level that way. And it, when you get there, you know, it shows you, you've played this much of it, or you haven't played this at all. And you can just jump right in. So you can go back to all the levels very easily. So Um, it's actually a true hub. Yeah. You can jump around to wherever you want to go, uh, which is nice. Um, Standard Lego combat, um, but you do get to use the spinjitsu moves, <laughs> which turn you into like the Tasmanian devil. You're just spinning like mad, nice. like a little tornado, and you will just destroy everything in, in your path. Um, that needs to be charged through combat. Like it will run out. Oh, okay. And you fight and, you know, it, it builds up the little meter and then you can use it. Um, when you start to get their elemental powers back, when you start to get their memories back, then you can use like their fire. The one guy has fireballs. The other guy is lightning. The other guy, you know, they, they all, they're different. One guy, he, he's, he's got like this earth power so he can do like an earthquake on the ground and he can slam his foot into the certain parts of the ground where there's dirt and stuff. Yeah. You can slam your foot into the ground and get a giant boulder pop up into your hands and you can throw it at stuff. You can throw Ooh. it at enemies. You can throw it to knock open walls and things. It's, you know, they've all got their own cool powers, which are fun to play with. Right. Uh, there's a couple of vehicle sections, um, but the controls didn't feel right to me. Um, the brief stuff I did in them. Um, the puzzles are good. A little bit simple. Um, they're made with kids in mind, you know? Sure. That's kind of the whole point of this game. Uh, I, like I said, I played it on PlayStation TV. I played probably more of it on PlayStation TV than I did on the Vita itself. (laughs) Um, but I did pop it into the Vita and play it on the Vita. So, uh, plays great either way. It's nice having it on the big screen and sure. being able to use a, a dual shock, which is yeah, it's it is it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, I love being able to do that. Um, it looks pretty much like every other Lego game, which is fine. Um, it's optimized for the Vita, you know the it's it's made to look good on the Vita, which sure. is cool. Um, the hub is the only place where it looks a little yeah. <laughs> but you're um, supposed to be there. The voice work is really good. And this is where like players 
older people and players who don't watch the show might, you know, be a little turned off. Sure. It's a show for kids, you know? So you've got the, hey, man, what's going on? Uh, you know, you've got the almost surfer dude type type voices and things like that. Like when I watched the Teen Titans, I went, what is this crap? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I was fine with it. You know, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, well, no, nah, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's it, everything. It's, it's clearly aimed at a younger audience. Um, right. But it's fine. Um, sound effects, the music, the voices, everything, it's all like straight out of the show, which is cool. Cool. Um, so really, I mean, the question comes down to, uh, do you want this at full price? Um, and I think if you're a le- hardcore Lego fan, yeah. Absolutely, because you can play it on the go, and it's awesome. You got Lego Batman 3 you can play on the go, which the older crowd would probably be more in touch with. Um, And these are characters and and situations that most people who are older aren't going to know at all. Um, But the story is pretty good. Um, It's got some humor in it, Lego humor. You know, some of the really good Lego humor, some other stuff that's just going to go over your head because it's referencing stuff from the show. Um, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty solid as a as a standalone Lego game. Nice. Um, so I'm giving it an eight. Very cool. Yeah. I know you're pretty, pretty excited to get it, so it's good that it... Uh lived up to some expectations. Yeah. I mean, it works if you, if you've never seen the show, it works. I mean, it tells its own story and you don't really have to know the show. You'll get a lot more out of it. If you know the show and I probably will watch the show with Mason because he seemed to like it and he seems to be into it now. At the same time, I look at it and I think, I mean, some of this stuff is like violent or scary or whatever, because But but it's Lego violent. Well, but there's a <laughs> uh, there's a volcano in the hub. Sure. And Mason wanted he's telling me, he kept telling me, fly over to that, fly to the volcano. And he wanted me to fly right over the volcano and fly into it. And I was like, I can't. I'm trying, but it won't let me. And I was sitting right above it and he's looking at the lava and everything. Well then he had a nightmare that night about a volcano. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, Kid man, come on. And I keep <sighs> forgetting that he's I mean, he'll be three in a couple of weeks, but I forget that so much because he seems so much older in the way he acts and the way he talks and what he knows. So I don't know. It's way tough. to go. You're going to ruin your kid. Eh, he's fine. I, yeah, I would no. like to, I would like to sit and watch this with him, but I, I don't think I can, you know, <laughs> I mean, we watched the one episode and he was fine. And he enjoyed it. I know a lot of it's just going way over his head, but right, you know, that's the thing. I'm like, dude, grow up. I I want to I want to watch Doctor Who. I want to watch all of Star Wars. I want to watch all. I want to go through the whole Avengers thing, right into Agents of Shield, and you know, do the whole thing. And oh, I'm dying for him to just get a little bit older so we can do this. Sure, sure. And then I'll just want him to be a little kid again because he'll be like, shut <laughs> up, Dad, so you fast, stupid old man. Yeah, shut up, you? Dad. I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah. I'll do what I want. <sighs> yeah. But that's yeah, cool. It's a good yeah. game. Cool. 
All right. Well, uh, before we do emails, let's talk E3 really quick. Uh, so getting a couple more appointments done. Uh, and a lot of people are asking about round one uh, because obviously Bethesda is having their press conference on Sunday night, totally screwing our normal plans. Uh, so we talked amongst ourselves and we've decided that we're going to do it Saturday night. Who knows how, late, how crazy that place is going to get on a Saturday. Who knows if that's going to be a problem or not, but what the hell, we're going to do it. So um, we're literally going to pick up everybody at the airport and we're going to drive out there, have dinner and uh, go to round one. So... We're going to say uh, Saturday, June 13th, this year, 2015. <laughs> uh, we're going to start around 8 o'clock out at round one so we can get dinner and everything. Uh, so if you guys want to come out and hang out with us at round one in City of Industry, we will be there 8 o'clock until whenever. Uh, and we had a great crowd last year. We want all you guys to show up this year and maybe some more people to show up this year so we can take the place over and show, them, show everyone how it's done. And then yeah. we'll find an open lane so we can get everybody out there to bowl and make fun of them because it was pretty funny last year. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So, yep, we're all going to be – well, I'll be – man, that's going to be a long day for me. I might have to get a nap. <laughs> I leave Minneapolis at 6 in the morning. I don't even Central remember time. when my I, – I think my flight is like at 6 in the morning Eastern. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be I'm going to have a longer day, day than you. Well, I got to drive up to Minneapolis. That's a three-hour drive. And although one of our, one of our listeners actually offered to maybe let me stay at at their place, so probably going to take them up on that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're going to go out to round one. Uh, meet at eight o'clock around that time. We'll meet over by the uh, there's some tables in the middle, kind of by the little concession stand. So we'll meet over there. Or just find us. You've seen pictures of us. If you haven't, let us know. Get on the forums. We'll we'll put a thing in the forums in the E3 section. And uh, let us know if you're coming, please, so we know who to expect and all that stuff and junk. But uh, there we go. Saturday, June 13th, starting at 8 o'clock, out at Round 1 in the City of Industry, California. Uh, we're going to meet up and play some games and have some have some fun. Have some laughs. Everybody can make fun of me like usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> So I can get a complex again. Jerks. Again? Yeah. Well, I, then I have all that counseling, and I get rid of the complex, and then I go back out there, and everybody makes fun of me, and I get the complex again. Mm-hmm. It comes back. What am I going to do? What uh, are you going to yeah. do? You're going to read the first email. That's Damn right do. I am. So come out and meet us at round one, folks. All right. Yes. Number one. That you're going to make me do the long one. Hmm? Isn't there like a really long email? I thought you were going to make me, or is that number three? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. All right. This is from Marcus. Uh, Marcus Thomas. His PSN is Young Bones, but it's Y-U-N-G-B-O-N-E-S. And he says, hey, Josh and Glenn, thank you for the podcast. You're welcome. It is a great way to break up my workday and escape a few hours a week. (laughs) Anyway, my question, do you think the PS4 will see a price cut at this year's E3? I still haven't purchased one, and as a new dad, it would be easier to get my wife on board with a 300 to $350 price. Keep up the great work, Marcus. I think there will be a price cut if Microsoft announces a permanent one. I don't think there will be a price cut because it's still be selling. It. It's still <laughs> it's, selling. But it's still sticky. selling like mad. Yeah. Even with, I mean, Microsoft has essentially had a permanent price cut. It has not changed from three fifty for the past six or eight months or whatever yeah, it it's been. No, it went back up. It's three fifty right now. Is it? I thought yes. it went back up. 
No, you can buy it almost anywhere for three fifty right now. Hang on. Mm. Oh X3 yeah, Xbox One. X3. Assassin's Creed is four fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three forty five for the Assassin's Creed Unity bundle. Yeah, oh, three forty five. Yeah, the regular Xbox One three three forty right now. Yeah, forty five for the Halo. Huh. Yeah, I mean that's the funny thing. We, we they they won quote unquote won one month and that was, or two months I think it was at Christmas time when they dropped the price, uh, but that was it. Like play, PlayStation Four, I think they just announced they're at twenty two and a half million sold or twenty. It, it's like this, yeah, twenty two and a half million. I think it was. It's just crazy. It's it's a juggernaut. It's mm-hmm. it just keeps going. So I mean, good business would be you don't drop the price until you start to see sales decline, right? <laughs> But because at the same time, I don't think X, I don't think Microsoft has really been so vocal about their price cut. So I think if they make it a big deal at E3, you have. might see a reaction to say, "Well, now we're three fifty. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, the, even um, if they don't need to, they can just strike another blow at Microsoft because they're outselling them at four hundred. Now if they drop to three fifty, Jesus. <laughs> but I think if we see anything, I, I do think that we'll see a price cut by Christmas. But I think that would be announced either at that France at that thing in France or at TGS. I don't think they'll announce it as soon as E3, unless, like I said, they're going to react to Microsoft dropping it to three hundred. That's the thing. I just I don't see them. I don't see a need to drop it until sales go down. What? But um, but if Microsoft went down to three hundred, they would definitely have to drop it because then you have a hundred dollar difference, and that's that's a really big difference. And I think that would. Make a big enough difference to people to. I'd be shocked. I I can't see Microsoft dropping to three hundred. They're already losing money at three fifty. They're not selling, and and they can make more money off of software than they can but, on hardware. But the thing is, they're selling more than they sold of the Xbox three sixty. They they are still selling better than they ever did. No, but, they're not anymore. But next to the PS four they're getting dumped on the PS4 is outselling them two to one. So it right. just makes it look bad, but they're not selling more than they did the 360. Now that, that that's fallen off greatly. The numbers just came out a couple of weeks ago and they are not doing that anymore. They are behind what the 360 was at this time now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see them dropping a 300. I don't think they can afford to. They're that's, getting desperate. It's too much. I mean, look at the, look at the bundles they're doing right now and, and look at, a lot of the other moves that they're taking, and and isn't there? I think there was a permanent price drop even on Xbox Live Gold, if I remember right. So something's got to give. I don't know. It'll be I interesting. Know, we'll I, I, mean, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are going to be watching at E3 this year. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft has to make some moves, and they're not going to do it just with Gears of War HD. And again, yeah. I think it's just crazy that they're not doing the trilogy. They're just doing the first one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh my god, this next one. Oh yeah, this one. Okay. Yeah, you get you get the the big one. All right, this is from Roger. This isn't from my dad, is it? Okay, because his name's Roger. Let me take a let me take a little sip of my beverage because this is a long email. All right, freshly brewed iced tea. So good. Uh, He says, hi, guys. If you're still wondering which crazy Frenchman used your Amazon France link, well, you're talking to him. And he's not French, but Canadian. It's a real pleasure to do whatever I can to support PS Nation. Why, thank you. 
Anywho, I hope you read this email on the podcast because I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there have the problem I do. What, that you're French? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, I'm kidding. Not really. Uh, it has to do with the E3 press conferences. These conferences are sort of like the Super Bowl to me. It's an annual event that I can easily read about later, but watching it unfold is so satisfying. The cheering, the awkward presenters, the big reveals, it's all part of the giant spectacle. It's true. Specifically, though, I wish that there was a place where we could go to download high-quality versions of all the E3 conferences. I'm not talking about live stream links. The quality of the live streams usually suck balls, and the streaming servers quickly get overwhelmed from all the people trying to watch simultaneously. And for us employed folk, I think he's taking a shot at me. Uh, One can't just stay home for three days to catch them all live. Basically, all I want are some nice HD video files to download after the conferences are over. And I want to watch them on my giant 60-inch TV, not my crappy PC. Uh, G4 Tech TV, whatever it was, used to stream the conferences back in the day. And I would have my PVR record them all. Since their demise, it has always been a struggle to find quality vids. I usually end up rummaging through YouTube trying to find a decent post for each conference. It's quite baffling that no one out there just creates a page with direct links to quality video downloads. <laughs> well, it's not that baffling because they would be sued out of existence and yeah. attacked by every one of these yeah. uh, it, places. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys could do this as part of your E3 coverage, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be so happy. Keep up the great work and enjoy E3. So um, you just have to look a little bit because I know for a fact EA made theirs available last year as well, a regular download. Sony for the past couple of years has put theirs up on the PlayStation Store. For a while uh, they've done it. Cause they for you even to had, download and watch. Remember they even had that pre-show thing that, that yeah. I was on that Josh tried to get on with Joel on a stick and then they cut it away. <laughs> but uh, there's pl- there's there's... Tons and tons of us standing in the background with Joel on a stick. I know on that, that pre-show. Awesome. I have it. Awesome. I have it all. No, it's it's all on. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have it. Uh, I downloaded it on the PS3 um, because they had it available on the store, yeah. and I never got rid of it. It's sitting on my PS3. Yeah, upstairs. me too. Yeah. Um, um. So they always put it up on the store. Uh, Microsoft always puts it up on their whatever on their video service. Uh, Ubisoft, I don't know if they ever put anything up, uh, but I think EA put theirs up last year, a direct uh, capture. And this year, I don't know if Bethesda is going to, but I will email them because I'm going to talk to them soon anyway and see if they're planning on doing anything. But usually you just have to go to their site and grab it. It doesn't have to even be on YouTube. Usually they make like an MP4 downloadable. So, And on the PS3... You could actually grab that video off because they would uh, offer it up as an MP4. You could actually pop a USB drive in there and pull that right off, and you could watch it on a computer. You could watch it on your big TV on something else, whatever. No, he says he doesn't want to watch it on the computer. He wants well, no, to watch it on the if TV. If you have a different way of watching it on your big TV besides your PlayStation for whatever reason, I don't know. But, yeah, the, the uh, Sony's always put it up on the store. You didn't have to just grab it from Twitch. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they put the, I think they even put like the PS4 reveal up there and they put E3 that year. Yeah, they usually put it all up, up somewhere. Unfortunately, yeah, it's probably easier to find that. a PS3, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's something that we could always look into after the fact or we could put one of the guys on it to see if links are made available. We could try to put something up like that, but yeah. 
I'll talk to the 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 man in charge that week, Kyle. I'll talk to him and see if he can ask somebody to look into that. See what we can do. We are planning to do like the last couple of years, and we're gonna have you know an E3 page right on psnation.com. And in our live stream section, we're going to try to embed as many as the, of those press conferences as possible. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to go to the Twitch cha- our Twitch channel and use our chat. And you can just sit there with everybody and talk about them all day. It, it, it sounded like it went great last year. Because, uh, you know, you just have the one chat and you can watch all the different streams right on our page. So, plan on that, folks. Mm-hmm. We'll have it all. Ooh, our site was just updated. Mm. Are you that bored? <laughs> I didn't do anything. Oh, it must have done it automatically. All right. Uh, is that it? Is that all we have? Wait, I did what did it? What did it say? Got updated. WordPress. Oh, I didn't do anything. It's, it's a not. minor one. I think it did it automatically. Probably. No, it didn't. Uh, I see it. Wait. Uh. No. <clears throat> Because there was, all right. Is it something I can blame one of our writers for? So I'm going to air dirty laundry here. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, no, you know what? They're doing it. No, I'm sorry. They're doing it automatically now. You have the latest version of WordPress. Future security updates will be applied automatically. Oh, security updates. Oh, great. They're going to put one on there that's going to be like you updating Skype. No, because actually I had read on Twitter earlier today, there was a big hubbub around um, a default theme in WordPress that's susceptible to cross-site scripting. Oh, wonderful. But we don't. I deleted all the default themes a long time ago, so it wasn't a problem with us anyway. You the man, Josh. I, there's no reason to have them sitting in there. We're going to use them, so I just got rid of them. Yeah. Um more people need to, need to go to the forums, by the way. Yeah. I'm almost apt to just delete the Facebook group just to make everybody go to the forums, but I don't do think they it, would. Do it. Do it. They would, just, they would just go to some other Facebook thing to talk about nonsensical stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've been putting up a lot of my Project Car stuff on the, on, the, on the forums and all kinds of cool stuff. So folks might want to think about doing that. They're awesome, man. They, it's so easy to post pictures and post videos. and um, It is. It's just, and I, I can do it right from my phone. I was posting pictures right from my phone. It's just mm. awesome. I love our software. It's so nice, and it's so fast. I'm happy. Yeah. I just want more people there. All right, enough of this blabbering. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can do that a lot of different ways. Uh, even on our forums, which is really easy to join and really easy to post on. Uh, or you can go to psnation.com, and over on the left side, you'll see that Contact Us section if you scroll down a little bit. There's a button there. You can press that and just send us a message like a couple of the emails we had tonight. You can leave us a voicemail on Skype if you just call WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can like our Facebook page, which is just um, facebook.com slash page. I think it is. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.com. You can tweet us, which I'll give you the Twitter in a second, but you can also, if you like to, like, on the front page, you can also, like, uh, if you have an RSS reader, like Feedly or something, you can actually subscribe to our website 
on Feedly. So that that's right on the front page as well, where you see the little the, the subscribe thing. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel because we've been posting a lot of stuff to that lately. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast, which that uh, is actually in every week where when I post the podcast. The link is right there to do that. So if you don't use iTunes, you use something else like a podcast app or whatever, and you need that uh, that RSS feed, it's right there in every post every week. Um, and you can also, like, if you use Stitcher uh, to listen to our podcast, so whenever I upload it uh, to the Internet and iTunes gets it, at the same time Stitcher gets it and a few other services get it as well. Uh, so if you use Stitcher, either go to the website or use the app and just go to the video game section, you'll find us there. Uh, and you can... Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Josh at PJFJosh, or you can follow the main account at PS Nation, and that's the account you want to follow during E3 because all of our writers are going to be posting stuff to that Twitter handle, uh, including we're going to have somebody covering every press conference. So if you're at work or if you're somewhere that you can't get to a video stream or whatever else, follow that Twitter account, and one of our guys is going to be manning that Twitter channel or that Twitter account during these press conferences. Um, and also keep your eye there because when we, unlike last year, we we were kind of dumping a lot of stuff on the podcast or on the on the website at once because we didn't have a lot of access to stuff. And MJC and Emra were in that no tell motel meth lab, and they didn't have internet there, so they had to kind of upload stuff every morning. This year, we're going to have a lot better coverage, and and one of those aspects of that better coverage is the fact that we're going to try to stagger our schedules better so that we can upload stuff during the day. So we've got. A bunch of our writers at home waiting for this stuff to come in, and also kind of fielding all the press con- or all the press releases and everything else. But now, if we can get to uh, the press room and actually type something up, get it to them in the middle of the day, we're going to try to have reports coming in from E3 like consistently as consistently as we can during those days. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, and you're going to see some stuff afterward as well. If we shoot any video, if I can't get it ed- edited right away, we'll have to put it up afterwards. But we're going to try to get as much stuff. Uh, stuff like that up as soon as we can during that week. So keep your eye on Twitter because that's going to be that spot is, is really going to be the focal point. If you're not checking our website all the time, Twitter's a little bit easier to check to see if there's any updates. Um, so at PS nation, follow it and uh, check it out. Also don't forget our podcast network over VGEVO.com. Uh, again, don't forget our, our website over at psnation.com. Um, and also, Last but not least, those affiliate link section uh, that you see on the left side of psnation.com, all those different store links, none of those change your pricing, none of those change your experience. But if you want to go to like Amazon, if you want to go to walmart.com, if you want to go to bestbuy.com, instead of just typing that URL in, please, please, please use our link because anything you buy, we get a little piece of that, and that helps us pay for these crazy trips to E3 that we get to take six people to this year, which I still can't believe we're doing. I'm so happy and I'm so scared at the same time. Um... But that helps us pay for our bills. That pays our web server costs. That helps us pay for our travel. That helps us pay for uh, like server space for putting files up like the Sideshow. They're kicking back in finally again. And we've got some hosting for their podcast file as well during E3. Uh, so they can put their files up, no problem. And the Sideshow is actually planning on doing some podcasting during that week as well. So again, kind of keep your eye on Twitter because a lot of that stuff is going to drop there. Um, if you follow us on iTunes or on any of the subscription services... Uh, you'll see that a new sideshow actually went up this week, so you can check that out. Uh, but other than that, I think we're done. Unless Josh has something else. He always has something. <clears throat> Besides that angry Boston fan on Twitter last week. <laughs> angry Boston fan. I can't remember what you're talking about. What was he saying? He was yelling about how 
Oh, Montreal yeah. is like the worst, dirtiest team out there in the world. And yeah. how could I even say they were any good? And look at the stats, bro. <laughs> Clearly an angry Boston fan. Yeah. Did <laughs> um, they get knocked out of the playoffs or something already? Boston wasn't even in the playoffs this year. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but like as any... Now, <laughs> like now the funny thing is, as phenomenal as Montreal played all year and through the first round, they have fallen apart against Tampa Bay in this round. Wow. <laughs> they are taking bad penalties all over the place, and they're just... They're playing sloppy defense, and Tampa Bay is killing them. They're up, I think they're up three games to one right now. Wow. Um, the Caps just went up three games to one on the Rangers. Yay. Huh. <laughs> um, and Anaheim is still, Anaheim is like 6 and 0 in the playoffs right now. Wow. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, by the way, the scientist I couldn't think of before, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I just couldn't I couldn't put the words together. I love that guy. He's awesome. He is I'm actually a really, really funny guy. Really funny, down-to-earth guy. And, yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because he just... If, if you're not following him on Twitter, you should, people. Because he just... He, He's a fascinating person and he's really, really brilliant and he breaks things down and makes it real super simple for people to understand, even if they don't know anything about science. So, yeah. Very cool guy. Yeah, I'm a fan. Hmm. Uh, All right, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I think next week I might actually be home. I thought I was going to be home this week, but then I had to come back for this. So, uh, all right, let's get out of here uh, again. If you're in the LA area, you want to join us for E3. Don't forget Saturday, June 13th, round one, eight o'clock until whenever let's uh, play some games and hang out and have some fun, have some laughs and, uh, you know, talk about E3. We had some great discussions last year. Can't wait to do it again. And now we have two more guys with us and, and everybody can meet everybody else. It's going to be a blast. Uh, so until then, until next week, We'll talk to you very soon. Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. PS Nation. Uh, I mean, there is no excuse today for unwanted teen pregnancy. You can take preventative measures. You can do stuff the day afterwards. Like, there's no reason for, for teen pregnancy to exist if that's not the intention. And yet, there is a teen pregnancy epidemic. But there is also a teen obesity epidemic. So here's what I'm thinking, guys. No, they're not going to eat the babies. But in the South, they will deep fry anything. No. We have the science to make morning after donuts delicious. These kids are going to eat donuts anyway. It solves a problem. Uh, if you're Latino, Flan B is another one that I submit for your approval. Sex shouldn't result in pregnancy. It just shouldn't. Right? If we were perfect beings, sex would have two functions, for pleasure and to complicate friendships, and that is it. But if you do want to have kids... 
don't wait too long. You know, like try to have them youngish. Like you don't want to wait too long. You don't. Because kids who are the product of old sperm are not right. (laughs) The fresher the mayo, the better the sandwich. That is a very simple formula, you guys. No, old sperm makes dweeby kids. They're not nerds. I love nerds. I mean dweebs, like the really awkward ones. Don't go out in the sun. They can't look you in the eye. They hide behind things. You expose them. They make this noise. <laughs> Dweebs. That's old sperm. The dweebiest kid in my school, his parents were in their 50s when he was born. Right? This is not even an accident. That's like, this shit still works. And then there he was. You ever find 20 bucks in an old pair of pants? That was this kid. Yeah, he was just so awkward. He just seemed slightly expired. Like, he just couldn't look you in the eye. He was shaky, sweaty. He would swallow in weird places and sentences for some reason. He'd be like, hey, guys, we're going to go down to the Burger King. (laughs) I'd be like, you knew you were about to start talking, Randy. Randy. Swallow, then sentence. (laughs) 